Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Carrington and JB with me. Yo. Yo, what's good? DJ Toomp in the building, What's man? happening? How y'all doing? What's happening? Fantastic. The, the real OG, real OG in the game, man. Hey, man. I'm glad to wear that jacket. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Beginning. 50 years banging, man. 50, well, 33 years banging on Forest Production, but 50 years on the planet, though. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Fire. Yeah, I was going to say, man, been getting placements since like the late 80s. Yes, sir. Grammy Award winning, multi-platinum, multi-gold. Yes, sir. Uh, most people consider this man the creator of Trap Beats. It's definitely a very long overdue episode, man. We're, you know, definitely honored to sit down with you and talk about your story and, you know, right. a lot of the stuff that you can, that you've learned along your way that you can really, you know, you know, knowledge you can shed to the community. Oh, man, you know, I had no problem with that. Oh, that's sure. One thing, um, I, I, I accept the trap music thing, but really, I, I really, I don't know, I'll be trying to really get folks to look, look beyond just the trap because like before that and then after that, it's kind of like, come on, you talking about Jay-Z, Ryan Carey, Kanye, you know, long list. Yeah. You know? That's kind of like people's default. Game. Like, this is the creator yeah. of trap beat. Don't bone thugs and harmony. You know, yeah. we keep on going. You know what mm. I mean? And so it's kind of like, yeah, what I did, I guess it caught that trap era, but I try not, I, I don't like wearing that brand as a trap producer. Mm. You know what I mean? See, just, now, when I when I say <laughs> trap beast, I don't I don't just automatically talk about like Jeezy, Gucci, Ti. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about even like in '97, like the stuff you did with Lil John, the East Side Boys. Like to me, those are like trap beats too. Because uh, well, we used to call that crunk more than anything. crunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like and then it turned it evolved into trap. Into, yeah. Because see, I'm gonna tell you what what really when they start turning into trap and where you know the whole trap thing, you know, with Ti and um is when I really, because I always, um, it was a, it's an influence of UGK and 3-6 Mafia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I always been chopping up soul samples, but I used to always put them with different drums, like hip-hop beats. Yeah. I never really was into putting 808s in soul samples, you know, because I, you know, from, you know, the whole Pete Rock era and just the whole 90s era, 808s was just maybe just a kick, the boom, mm-hmm. but the snares and the hi-hats, nowhere to be found. It was all live drums or chopped up drums from break beats or whatnot. So, um, yeah, when it, but when I started hearing um, the UGKs and the 3-6 Mafias, even though, I mean, I've been producing since 85, but when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, you know, they putting 808 drums with soul samples. Let me try that. And boom, next thing you know, it started... <laughs> Developing into a whole nother sound, basically. Right, it's right. it's yeah. really kind of starting to swing back that way to the more live sounding drums with mm-hmm. paired with the 808s and the real soul samples. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, when you, we get into soul samples for sure, you definitely, um, you know, you can get away with some of them with 808 drums, you know, the kicks and snares. But originally, man, you want to get some of the live tight, you know, at least your drum library got to be hell. You know yeah. what I mean? Speaking of like the Binks and the, um, Shit, the Just Blazes, you know what I mean? Um, a few of them, long list. You know, the Justice League, a lot of people, you know. And that's why a lot of times when you get into, like, um, when you talk about just hip-hop as a whole, that's why I, I've tried to call myself, I really consider myself at the Southern hip-hop god, yeah. mm. basically. And that's covering all aspects of this right. shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Whether it's, or the spitters, where there's guys who swagged out, ones they may consider as mumble rappers or whatever. I can produce all that shit. That's why mm-hmm. I just be like, I'm the Southern hip hop god, you know? But mm-hmm. it almost seems like they kind of have just grouped all, all, all Southern music into trap. That's what yeah, and I don't like, like that. You don't like that at all? Nah, that's mm-hmm. not cool. Mm-hmm. Nah, we can't do that. 
Nah. Nah. So man. would you even consider the 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 what's the, the the main type of beats that are on the radio now and what's you know like the rap caviar? Would you even consider that still trap or is mm. it? You could kind of right, right now with this era, yeah, definitely. From you know, but when you say overall, I was thinking everybody from you thinking like Goody Mob, and yeah, yeah, no, I'm and talking others. about all that, yeah. But um, but yeah, but now you know when you when you hear the era, cause you got to think the whole country sounded like the South now, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whole world basically is sounding like the South, mm-hmm. you know. And I can gladly say, yeah, that's a style that we develop and a a, a a a mood and a just a sound, you know what I mean? And that's what everybody wants now, you know what I mean? Even the cats who who consider that they want to just have a classic hip-hop track, you know what I mean? Soul samples, but somewhere on that album. Just like when I listen to Griselda mixtapes, you know, it got to the point, it got to the end, they start racking over some, some I heard Benny on some down south beats. Oh yeah, so now Benny, yeah, Benny's been all over the place with that. Right, when you think that people don't really know how to ride to that shit, because sometimes, it, it, at one point, it felt like being on southern beats, you couldn't be but so lyrical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt like, okay, how much can you really get off your chest or what is this bringing out of you? But nah, I heard some bars coming for dude off some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played me some music. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just good to see how, how it's changing. And I'm glad that now you got folks who really, uh, um, at one point it was ugly though. It seemed like people didn't give a damn about rapping for real, lyrics. But even nice. when I listened to 21's last album, I was like, okay, I could tell he trying to, turn this pen game up for real. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell that he really took time and wrote those records and mm-hmm. not just trying to race for the hook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I got from 21's last joint. And that's why I'm like, I'm hoping that the rest of these cats really start taking this shit more serious, you know, like the art of it. Like, right. you know, that's what we might like, you know. People become, sometimes it ain't the song. You're like, I just like what the fuck you said on that yeah. record. I'm a fan of that. I'm buying tickets to see you just for that one record. Right. Because I love what you said. It struck me this type way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's a lot, lot of aspects when it comes to a person really being a superstar and having a real fan base. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Superstar, that, that reminds me, we were, we were watching <coughs> um, the yeah, Pretty the, Ken. Yeah, the Pretty Ken um, interview yeah. you did. And you guys, yeah, had, got on, you guys yeah. had got on the subject of the era of superstars is kind of almost dead. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Well, it was like the superstar versus the popular guy. I thought that was a real interesting concept yeah. to elaborate on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. Me and him have we have some deep conversations on that because it's like, um, some people expose themselves a little bit too too much. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. that era now. I mean, of course, it 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 it, it can help your career, but at the same time, it could definitely take away the mystique of a artists when you just too, too much exposure. Mm-hmm. That's like when um, Dre's recent interview with Elliot and them, that shit was like, oh, everybody's watching me because he just don't, you know, you never saw him on Breakfast Club or nowhere else, right. no right. Vlad, no none of that. Right. You know what I mean? And when you see certain, just like a uh, Beyonce, you know, it's very rare that you'll see a Beyonce interview on anything. Mm. Really don't even hear her speak too tough. Right. All that shit plays a part on having a superstar artist and keeping that mystique Mm-hmm. And keeping them at that level, but too too much exposure, to a certain degree, it can make your superstar just like right now. The baby is having too fucking much exposure, the good and the bad, and it's I think it's about to be. It may be his demise if if nobody really um of his career, not his life, but if mm. somebody don't step in and get young and right, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. Shit, I mean, straight up, the whole world saw shit change when Tip. 
it got to the point where T.I., shit, Clifford Harris, he needed an OG motherfucker like me to say, hey, man, that ain't cool. Cut that shit out. No, don't do that. No, mm-hmm. don't do that. You know what I mean? And I think, shit, athletes need it too. Mm-hmm. Need that one, I don't know what it would be called. What, what would that be considered if you just mentor? had it? Yeah, it's, like, it's just like someone it's you could be a to. mentor, but uh, almost like a- It's like- it's like a dad, it's a mix between like a dad, big brother, yeah, like Yeah, just cousin. a big brother or something. Like everybody, right. a lot of cats need it. There's a lot of successful people who are really fucking up money and fucking up a lot of other people's money just by not having, you know, because we got these yes men over here, but it still need to be that one dude on the tour bus to say, nah, homeboy, right. Right. hold on, cut that shit out, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's hard to have that because a lot of us don't come from that. Like we never grew up with yeah. that. Yeah. So you see people doing the best they can to teach themselves and yeah. you don't have that OG, it's like, or yeah, man. To up to is so. Gotta, so many situations, you know. You look at the Juice World situation. You'd be like, right. okay, who was the oldest guy on that plane? Who was the guy who really could have been that person? But I think all those, all them guys, were the same age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With mm-hmm. the same mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One of y'all become a superstar as an artist or producer or whatever. You moving around. Hey, man, you gotta have somebody with some real sense. You can have the people you love around you, but you gotta have that one motherfucker who is not the yes man around mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? No matter how much smoking we do, you know what, y'all? We ain't gonna find nothing on this road, man, because this is a fucked up little city, man. I know we want to burn. I know we want to smoke. Mm-hmm. Let's wait till after the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere before that day out, somebody gonna say, you know what, OG, I'm glad you said that shit, right, man, right. because they fucking with us right now. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Two chains, you know, he everywhere he go, people know that he smoke. You know, you see his show, you know, that's what he does. So I think now, even him as a mature man, as a grown man, know like, okay, you know what? I'm going to smoke my shit, but I'm going to just chill this first part of the day because I'm around this and I'm in this. Mm-hmm. I know what city I'm in. You know what yeah, I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what a lot of folks just be needing, man. Just somebody to really guide them in the right direction. But, um, but um, yeah, the era, like I say, going back to the superstars, man, um, I don't know who... Who would y'all consider as the last superstar around this? Would it, would it be Drake? Drake? Drake is that guy. Yeah. Well, first, what do you define a superstar at? What's the difference well, between a, su- a superstar and a popular guy? Well, you got a superstar, um, a guy who's, I ain't gonna say, per- not, I ain't gonna say he's perfect, but ain't caught up in the bullshit. You know what I mean? Sorry, I was gonna say Michael Jackson, he definitely got caught up in some bullshit. Yeah, though. later but on. He, but he was super clean most of his shit. Yeah, he was definitely a superstar. Yeah, yeah. but, and, um, so that's the only thing. That's why when it comes to a situation like a Drake, the only thing they could try to do is say, oh, they, it, it's a bad thing. Oh, shit, he had a child and didn't want the world to know. Right. right. And they'll try to make that like some bad shit. But okay, at least he wasn't caught doing no other shit, snorting right. lines off no uh, uh, a commode. Right. <laughs> and those dumb, stupid right. shit that we heard a lot of celebrities doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers, yeah, yeah, motherfuckers be in bathrooms, stars, snorting yeah. cocaine, all kind of wild shit. So I'm glad you never heard none of that. So I think that's, even with LeBron James. Right. That's, that's part a, of him yeah. being a superstar. Like. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, we ain't never heard no bullshit of him running out on his wife. You know, of course, man gonna be man, but if right. he is, he doing it very fucking well. You know right. what I mean? Or he must just may be that loyal family man, but that's a part of it. Being mm. great at what you do and just doing positive things for yourself, your family, and the community, and just just keeping that just that good image, man, and yeah. and, and performing. Mm. You know what I mean? And having an incredible performance and just being a great person, you know, male or female, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and um, and not not too, too much exposure. Like, only time you really see LeBron is he's doing during the game or he's doing something, but you don't really just see him doing too much bullshit. You're not going to see him making it rain at the club and no shit too tough like that. Nice. 
You know, you kind of got to stay away from a lot of that shit if you really want to build a superstar. Mm-hmm. Let them come out every once in a while. Like Prince. Mm-hmm. When you, it, like, we used to have this shit called here to call the Jack the Rapper. And every, it was a big music conference. Y'all ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Say it again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, I'm glad, I'm, man, I'm glad mm-hmm. y'all got me on this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. In the 80s, before Atlanta really just started popping. Well, Atlanta always been the shit as far as with soul and R&B all the way from the 60s. Okay. Georgia period. You know what I mean? But when Atlanta hip hop scene started really flourishing, that was um when it came to music conferences. Like, you know, you got um the the um what is it? Revolt and you got the A3C, the South by, by Southwest, all that derives from shit like Jack the Rapper and they had another one called Black Black Radio Exclusive, BRE, used to be held like in um in LA. Okay. So Jack the Rapper, this guy named Jack, um, I can't think of his last name, old guy, he, he passed. But what it was is a big music conference that he had, and it wasn't just hip-hop, it was just black music, period. Mm-hmm. And it'd be held downtown at the Hyatt, and anybody you could think of. Well, first he used to have it off Sullivan Road, off Old National. And just think, in 1986 to 90, anybody you could name in the hip-hop shit was, was here. Mm. For the for the Jack the Rapper convention, that's why I don't know if y'all heard about the big fight with um Death Row and Luke Luke Luke, Luke Skywalker. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, if you had to go back and do your research on a, it was a song. Um, basically, you know when um on Dre Day when my nigga Dre KP touched Luke's bending over, so Luke's getting fucked. Bust up plus. You oh, thought yeah, I was yeah, easy. The, the thought I was a mug because I used to fuck with easy. So what happened? The NWA guys were saying some little slick shit about Luke and then JC and the Poison Clan and was like, hey, we finna come back. And they said some slick shit. They made a song called Cowards and Compton. Mm. So all this <laughs> shit was getting regular role play, right? Like radio airplay on BET and MTV at the same time. So it was like a lightweight war going on. And so this year, that particular year when they had to jack the rapper, Luke heard that the Death Row guys, because it was Shook, you know, uh, Pac had, was about to get, hadn't really got with Death Row, but Tupac was actually with Interscope at this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was Shug and she had Dre, Snoop, and the whole crew. And when, um, earlier that day, one of them had said something slick. All of us used to wear our Luke Skywalker jackets or, you know, Luke, Luke records or whatnot. And one of the LA guys said a little something slick. And once Luke found out it was going to be a problem, he made a phone call and man, at least about 60 guys from Miami came up here within hours. A few of them flew and a few of them drove. You know what I mean? Damn. <clears throat> Plus it was just, all oh, it wasn't just Miami. It was folks from Orlando and different parts who may have been four hours driving distance from Atlanta. So by that, yeah. by six o'clock that evening, oh, it was so many Florida put people up here. It was crazy. And a big ass fight just erupted right in the Marriott downtown. Damn. See, they talk about we got beef today. Ain't yeah, no, yeah. T- bro. Even <laughs> oh in the man, disc, it was like, like man. You know the little um, what they call it, the velvet ropes and the poles that hold yeah, the velvet yeah. rope. Oh, them shits was slanging everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> like motherfucking books, bro. It was oh, it was a big fight. It was huge. At least it, it, no bullets got shot. Just just fighting. Nah, right? nobody got shot. It was just fighting, man. Come on, man. That's where okay. I come from, man. I got black eyes for all my cats, bro. Gave them and received ass whoopers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's real. That's why I like yeah, fighting. Never. I'm like, man, why not receive ass whooping somewhere in your life? Don't shoot them. You gonna got to go do time. Like just fight. We respect you if you lose. The fact that you fought. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just didn't curl up like a little bitch. Right. You know? So, yeah, that's where we come from, man. But, um, yeah, man, I got a story. I'm slowly working on a book, man. I haven't came up with the title yet, but it's 
matter of fact, several books called some of them based on my life and how I moved around. Um, just with the music business. I got shit from relationships, dealing with beautiful young ladies like herself, you know what I mean? So you can understand where we come from as men and why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Steve Harvey did. Mm-hmm. But mine gonna be coming from a young, younger single guy perspective more mm-hmm. than a married man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'll talk y'all to death, man. What else going on? <laughs> man, it's just nice just to hear it. Just hey, listen man, to I it. got stories for you. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are facts. You know, they say facts. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Let's talk about the beginning of the story, man. How did you even get into making music, making beats? Well, first, man, I, I was um, a lover of music, man. Um, I was one of them kids. Once my dad let me, um, gave me permission, you know. First of all, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to be too technical, but uh, Pop was like, hey, man, you know, let you change records. I was about seven, six, seven years old. Every time I pick the needle up, it'll, he's <laughs> like, no, you pick it straight up. Don't, don't drag it to the side. Because every time I pick the needle up, he's like, well, if I hear that record go, Bruh, that means you don't know what you're doing. So yeah. finally, I got used to picking up the needle. Of course, you had the little arm lift, but I had yeah, to just... Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I learned how to do the needle and pick it up. So, and I, at that point, I started being able to go through the crates, listening to Tower Power, Earth, Wind, and Fire, oh, man, Barry White, everything in my dad's crate, man, because we would go record shopping every weekend, like um, buy 45s and albums and just play records till I fall asleep in the middle of the floor. Mm. But um, I caught myself reading album covers a lot. You know what I mean? I started asking my dad, what, what's percussions? He was like, oh, those the bells and the congos. I'm like, okay, what does production mean? You know, I was seeing all this shit. Um, Brothers Johnson album produced by Quincy Jones. I'm like, wow, who's this Quincy Jones? I just saw his name on TV, Barnaby Jones and um, Sanford and Son. Like, wow. And my dad was like, yeah, Quincy Jones, he create music and he play instruments and all this. And like I say, being in the, what, fourth grade, asking these questions and... I knew it was leading to something. I didn't know I was going to be a producer. Mm. But, um, you know, I knew how to sing a little bit. Used to be pop, lock, and dancing, but I never knew I was going to be a DJ slash producer. Mm. Yeah, and um, I started just messing around, just listening to music, man. And after, um, and just, be, just having access to being able to play whatever I want, just on a, especially on a summer day or a weekend, you know, raining outside. It wasn't really... I ain't have no Atari until later on. Atari's, you know, the video games that yeah. come out till like 82. Mm-hmm. We talking about like 70s, like late mid 70s and shit. It was nothing to do but go outside and play. It's raining. She got to wait till the rain stop. Mm-hmm. Hope something is on TV. Me, I was listening. I was just going through the crates, listening to the shit that I wasn't even, even some of the rock groups, I was mm-hmm. listening to all that shit. And um, basically, man, after listening to music for so long, by the time I got into it, I started DJing. Okay. And I noticed when it came to, uh, when the first time I heard somebody mixing, I heard two songs playing at the same time. I thought it was a mistake. I'm like, oh, you hear that? Those, those records on beat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in the sixth grade saying something like, you hear that? They, they playing the records at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or either sometimes you might have something playing over in this box and your sister may play something. You'd be like, oh shit, that's on beat. Oh, yeah. And then it'll get off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they might stay on beat for about uh, about maybe eight counts and they fade away. Yeah, so that yeah, means yeah. they're about three BPMs off. Right. Also technical shit. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I heard that and then when somebody kept talking about mixing, I was like, mixing? Man, is that what it is? Because I used to see mix by 
on on credits, but I never, I used to think that they meant DJ mixing. I'm like, what do you mean mix? I ain't hear no two records playing together. Mm. But that's when I found out mixing was mixing, like mm. levels and EQ and compressions mm. yeah, and shit. Yeah. But then I found out the difference between studio mix, engineer mixing, and DJ mixing. So what I heard was called considered as DJ mixing. It's hearing two records playing together. And man, once I, you know, I used to, I'm the guy who used to have some of the dopest beats on the table. I used to have an 808 on my desk. <laughs> you know, hitting the notebook paper with the pencil. Back. So I was that beat guy before I even touched the drum machine, period. So like I said, I knew it was something there, you know, but um, I ended up being a DJ first. Mm. Yeah, and um, definitely my influence was on Grandmaster Flash. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to um see like what we just had DJ Mark B on here. He's 21 Savages DJ. Okay, I'm curious to see what is your like what does the landscape of DJing look like in Atlanta or just in this nation overall like currently? Hmm. Honestly, man, DJing has turned to a brand more than skills. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Some of the last DJs I would say that has a brand and can still physically DJ, that's Khaled. Cause Khaled do so much uh, promo and marketing that people he's a real DJ. people forget I, that he that the man really could go back and you know back and forth on the one and two. And um, see Capri, hmm. he's one of the ones who talk a lot but can back it up. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, but now you got guys who are more of a brand. But okay. Okay, he's DJing tonight, but you'll hear his shit. You'll be like, okay, he can't really DJ. He just, mm. just the, the the voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. And when I see and hear of some DJs, um, I don't know, because I come from the era to where if you're a tour DJ, you have to have skill. So somewhere in that show, they'll let, hey man, y'all want to see my DJ cut some shit up? Mm-hmm. And that might be the time where artists go change clothes. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you know what I mean? A DJ might do it, though. You might have somebody, you know, uh, narrating or just Basically, you know, um, just um, just telling you all the moves. Ah, oh, Toom, do it with your hand. Do it like this. Do it behind your back. Toom, boom, boom, boom. I might do some crazy mm-hmm. shit. So I'm, I'm one DJ battles and all that. So that's when it came to a tour DJs, that's what a tour DJ really consisted of. Somebody who really could scratch. Somebody who could truly mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone who was uh, almost like being a producer, but definitely had to have some turntable skills. Like if it came down to you battling, like, so, I'm a, let me see, when we were touring, it was, um, everybody I didn't tour with, we had just, all the DJs, like, I, I was with Public Enemy, Terminator X and them. They saw my routine. Shit, I did a show with Jazzy Jeff. I watched him, and he watched me too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I hadn't got better. <clears throat> I wasn't as good as him at the point when we was running around with uh, Jeff and Prince, but um, I was on my way up. So, that was a thing to where... Yeah, every DJ would have to have at least like a 10-minute set to just show his skills. But nowadays, you don't see that nowhere on anybody's show. Yeah. Well, the reason why I ask is because Mark was talking about how a lot of the clubs on Spring Street, how they've gotten closed down. And so it's not, they haven't had a place to really break new artists in Atlanta. And I was wondering if you had noticed that or if you had seen anything like that. Oh. You know what? Honestly, man, it's been so long since I've been really hit clubs. I mean, I might hit a club if it's somebody's birthday party or something. No, I mean, just like just noticing that within other DJs talking to each other, it seemed like, is this an issue that they've experienced too? Hmm. You know what? Most DJs I talk to, they're the ones who work in the strip clubs. Most mm-hmm. of the older cats. Mm-hmm. Like my boy DJ Will, Cloud, and the rest of them, they work in like, you know, strip clubs. So they, I guess they 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 making so much good money just being at that one spot to where they I've never heard that conversation too mm. tough. So that's what's going on. Yeah, like 
I yeah, mean, y'all, y'all yeah, can elaborate yeah, he, a little more. Yeah, he was saying that, like, really in 2016, that's when all the 18 and up clubs got shut down, and now it's only 21 and up. And he was just saying, like, really, like, when, when music was getting broken in Atlanta, like, around, like, that, too, like, when he started 2010, 2012, all that stuff, he said all the music was broke, broken in the 18 and up clubs. He said it's harder. Like, crucial to, and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was saying it's harder to break music with people that are in that older demographic because they're like they they're set on the music that they listen to. They're not as uh, impressionable kind of. Right. And then then we were like That's Dang. interesting, man. I yeah. never heard that. Damn. And, and that's why he said like it's really been a slowdown in artists um coming out of Atlanta right. unless they have that big attachment to like QC or like YSL, you know, cuz in the past like what 3 4 years it's really been like, you know, the artists that are really coming up coming up have been QC artists or or thugs artists, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, whereas like he said he was saying like back in 2014, 2015 and stuff like that, you know, you had people um, from all different places of Atlanta kind of, you know, coming up under their own brands. And, and that's stuff, real you know? though. You're right. Because, and um, to a certain degree, man, these little young cats, they fucking it up on their own. <laughs> <laughs> the artist side? Yeah, oh, just, the, just the generation, man. Like mm. this shit that you're seeing on the news every day. Like, mm. yeah. It's like, damn, dude, for real. Then when you find out that some of these kids are from good families. Mm-hmm. When you see some of the crimes that they're committing or uh, shooting up clubs and shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, it it you can blame it on 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 the clubs shutting down, but then you got to ask why some of these clubs are shutting down. Well, they said because it's getting bought out for real estate, but I'm sure it's another reason, like you said. You got that too, but honestly, but okay, now you're right. Now I can, I can feel you on that because definitely I could see uh, somebody buying that property out. But um, I think eventually we're gonna have to have some type of uh, venue. That's going to be a central location to where you can have whatever, a younger um, type setting or older type setting. Cause we, we, I think we're going to eventually have to have something like that, man. Because, yeah, I could, I, I could definitely see. So, Crucial's not open anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We were just talking about... So, besides of- Crucial, what was the other 18 and up club? I never really knew too much of 18 and I'm up. Not sure. We didn't, we didn't I wasn't in the club. I ain't into no 18, yo. What you mean, teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, teenagers? Nah, I, was in, I was never really in the club. I was never really in the club oh, yeah. like that. But when he was talking about it, and he brought up that, he, he said, who has broken out of Atlanta in the last two years other than Baby and Gunna? And I was like... But you know what? But, but the thing about it, too, is... Um, you could say the clubs, but you could say these damn radio stations ain't making it no better either. Come really? on, man. We'd have had, what, four new radio stations in the past two years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of them really still playing the same shit. Yeah. I mean, is that because they asked for money or? I think yeah. so. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all, uh, something that really shocked me. Y'all didn't see what Coach K said at right. the revolt. Oh, yeah, that's what literally yeah. first thing that came I, to I was like, what yo, if, if you want to get anything on the radio, it's radio, it just oh, costs yeah, yeah. 200000 And right. I'm like, yo, if that's, and I mean, I've heard that. I heard that it costs money. But when he said that, I was like, oh, if that's true, yeah, Atlanta's, I, we're going to take a, we're about to take a beating. Mm. Because a lot of these artists definitely came from, you know, the, uh, come on, we don't even hear the dig it or dish it no more, the rush it or flush it. You know how they play something? You remember that on the radio? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, used to be a show to where, let's say if you were rapping, you send your demo in and like every Battlegrounds. Wednesday. Oh, battle, Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. 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 You, it was different. Dig it or dish it, Battleground, yeah. rush it or flush it. The six and, o'clock. It's six o'clock. Yeah. And, most surgery, and most radio stations had shows to where they were showcasing 
the new, new artists. Okay. Yeah. So now, now, and okay, I don't know I if the program directors have taken that shit out. But uh, if so, that's a problem. I know a lot has to do with like, like with the politics of like, are they clear channel radio stations? Y'all know what I'm talking about. What is that? What clear mean? channel is like basically like a big, like they're like they run big chain. They run, yeah, they run. Like they run like you know the whole country, like most of the stations see, in every city. So, so now you getting into the politics of it. That's really the problem. The clubs could be a part, a fraction, mm-hmm. but a, the problem is the politics because yeah. when a lot of shit was broken out of Atlanta, man. I would say an example, a Greg Street or anybody from 1079 or mm-hmm. could play whatever the fuck they wanted to play. Facts. It wasn't it it's wasn't facts. being overseen by this big entity, mm-hmm. Clear Channel, you know, Viacom. <laughs> right. You know how those shit sound. You know, <laughs> the big God ass Viacom. You can't play it unless you're under our umbrella. Right, like right. nobody, you're gonna hear these same. Eight songs in rotation, yeah. four times a day. I mean, every four hours or three hours. Yeah. Like, that's when I knew it was going to be a problem, too. So, hell yeah, yeah. How the hell can you break a new artist when you going, okay, going into the doctor's office? Catch the heart, when the catch the weight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, guys <laughs> went to the doctor's office, they done got them cleaned your teeth. <laughs> By what, two and a half hour process? Drip too hard. And you get back in the motherfucking car. The same station. Yeah. Right. Drip too hard. Yeah. You like, what the fuck? They just played right. this. Hey, man. Let me go to another to radio station. Boom. Right. Drip too oh, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that record. Yeah. That's one of my favorite records ever for baby, for real. But it's but I'm just using that as an example. Like, you keep hearing the same records every two and a half to yeah. three hours. And that's one thing too, because you know, when we moved we moved down here, we're from Rochester, New York, which right. is like a small little little city, and we only got one hip hop station. It's the same thing. You know, they can only play a certain amount of things. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna be in the A. You know, we got all these different stations. We got Streets 945, 107. I'm gonna be hearing some some exclusive some variety. shit. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. you're gonna hear some mad I'm variety? Hear some local shit. Same shit. The only new stuff we hear is the one eight hundred injury songs and the tell you though, when I hear new new records, whenever I hear new songs, when I go um to Carolina. Mm-hmm. When I'm on the road and what by the time I hit South Carolina and North Carolina, oh I hear all kind of new R and B shit. I hear some new B-side, some B side shit that ain't, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, who is that? Oh mm, shit. That. You know, damn, David Hollister? <laughs> or the new whoever, Johnny Gill. I'd be like, oh shit, I ain't know they had nothing out. And mm. and even the so the stations that just like when we had this new wave of all, like, like you say, like three, four stations came here at once. And I was like, oh shit, you know what? This might be the thing that may be able to crack some, you know, new artists out all over again. Nope. But no. Mm. Regular old rotation. Everybody doing the same thing. So really. Yeah, the club thing is one thing, but I would say the, the radio politics are mm. is what's that's fucking mm. our industry yeah. up for real too. And, and I like, say that I look in their face and say that <laughs> yeah, the politics of radio is fucking up the industry definitely in Atlanta. And I would mm. also say the rise of people using the internet for marketing has made it so there's less focus on like oh we're we're we're, we're expecting something out of Atlanta, we're expecting something out of New York, we're expecting something out of LA. Now it's like anyone can do it anywhere kind of mm. thing. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and um. That's true. And yeah, definitely. And that's a good thing. Uh, because at one point, yeah, it felt like shit, even we we even being in Atlanta, we felt like, shit, man, if we don't go to New York or LA, bro, won't nobody ever hear us. Mm-hmm. We won't ever be heard. Yeah, I think I started this shit in 85. I know my first record I produced was a guy, Raheem the Dream. Mm-hmm. And man. That was just as simple as us um, going straight from the studio. I scratched on the record. I did the beat. and We went to the mastering lab. I mean, next day we got, well, we got it mixed and we went to the mastering lab. 
And the minute while we were leaving the mastering lab, we called this guy Mitch Fault. Hey, Mitch, it was on. Uh, that's when it was uh, one oh, Kiss one oh four, and that's when Kiss one. Well, but it was hip hop though. It was hip hop mm. and R and B, and they would they would have this um straight rap thing um rap show like every weekend. But we called Mitch. We was like, Mitch, man, we got this new Raheem the Dream, man, produced by Toomp, man. We about to come through there. Man, without him having to call any program director or anything, mm. man, we went straight up to that station. Man, they played that shit. By the time I got to school, man, everybody giving me high five and shit. I'm in the tenth grade <laughs> with a song in rotation. That's hard. It's 1985, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? And shit, and it, it was no thing, man. Do you have something new played on the radio? Mm. It's a guy named Mojo. He came out in '83, first rapper. Then the, the, what was so raw about him? He was actually rapping on the radio live. That's how he got popular. And then he came out with a record. Mm. You know what I mean? It used to be an AM station, WAOK, and they had a live remote. That's why when I hear the live remotes now with these stations from the clubs, mm -hmm. we live at club, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that come from the old school mm. AM radio stations. Uh, they used mm. to, you know, at, yeah, being live at the club, you'll hear the people in the background, DJ mixing. Mm. That was the first time I heard DJ mixing on the radio was on AM because he was live from a club. You know what I mean? Of That's course, tight. they knew not to play you know, explicit shit, but nah, that was the, that's when I caught Raw. That's what really made me want to DJ. It was a guy named Reggie Reg. I heard him mixing on um, WAOK. Yeah. IGO, rather. Yeah, that was dope to me when we moved down here. I noticed, I'm like, oh shit, they're actually playing from the club. Like, that was new to me and shit. Oh, for real? They didn't yeah. do that in your city? Nah. Wow, damn. Okay, nah, I didn't know that was that oh, rare. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm from a real small city, like I said. Okay. So it's not like I'm from, like, even like okay. a, a medium-sized city, so yeah. I don't know. But see, like you were saying, how now you got this internet thing where yeah, you could be in the middle of fucking Kansas or Milwaukee hey, now. And, shout out to Kansas. Yeah, and be, <laughs> and, and be that guy. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you got some hot shit. Right. If you got the right song or the right video that catch everybody's mm. attention, shit, man, you could be that guy no matter from anywhere on this on this globe now. You like, know? who's that dude that came up with the squeaky the squeaky track? 645 AR? 645 <laughs> AR. You, you heard him yet? You ever heard uh -uh. of him? What's the name of the song? Like his name is 645AR. It's like he got a squeaky voice. Like It's like Mickey Mouse rapid. Super squeaky. <laughs> and it's catching? Yes. Like he just sold the show out. I, I was just <gasps> on social media last night. He was like, telling me. And see, and the thing about it, <clears throat> that's one Let's thing. See how many views he's doing. And that's, and, and that's what's so funny about this shit now is, and I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing because there's no. There's no... Uh, like barriers to entry? Yeah, no barriers. Yeah, to say, hey, hold on. You got to be this. Right. You know what I mean? Because I ain't gonna lie. And not to say it sounds fucked up, but there's certain artists who people try to hook me up with. I'd be like, nah, they ain't ready for me. Mm. Like, nah, not right. you. Yeah, I'm gonna play, I'm I'm play no, him for you. Don't want no oh, yeah, oh, You know what I <laughs> mean? Listen to Buddy. <laughs> so he hasn't broken a million yet. This is his biggest video. It's got 422,000 from uh, a couple days ago. It's going up. About 10 days ago. So he's up. going up. I promise. And that, I was going to I was gonna say that. I was going to ask you about like this industry being less organic. You know what I'm saying? Like you used to go straight to the radio. Like y'all just created the record and went straight to the radio and had it on the radio. Yeah. And I was like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's politics. Well, see, well, I want you to just say politics. It wasn't as flooded as it is now. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. you got to think. <clears throat> there was a real barrier of entry. Yeah. It was a barrier of entry. And no, number one thing is, let's get back to producers. Nowadays, if you want to be a producer, you could get your mom's old laptop right. that, that was in the garage and throw Fruity Loops in that motherfucker yeah. and go crazy. Right. But where we come from, 
Oh, no, you got to have a budget of at least 15, 20,000. You got to <laughs> buy an MP. You got to have a set of monitors. The keyboard. You had to have a keyboard. You had to have an amp to push those speakers. Mixer. Mixer. So, yeah, you had to have run the, uh, where before it was Guitar Center, it was called Rhythm City. Mm. It used to be a Buckhead. Um, right there where, um, where all the other shit is. Um, I don't know. Where, basically, yeah, I, I had to call out to. Basically, where. Um, Caribou Coffee? Mm-mm. Grill. Um, Hudson Grill? Or, oh, Hudson no, Grill. Oh, right Hudson where Hudson Grill? Grill is. On that corner, a little bit back, going further down, that was Rhythm City. Mm. And then they City. turned into Guitar Center later on. So, you used to have to have a budget of at least 15000 to 20000 just, just to, make to even make a beat. That's to crazy. try making beats. To right. even try. Because you can't just do it with the MP. MPs were like, what, MP? That was 3000 just alone for that drum machine. Yeah. Mm. So, we just talking about you still don't have a keyboard or nothing. You don't have speakers. You done spent 3000 just on this Thanks. drum machine. So, that's just for you being a producer. Studio time was a lot more. Yeah. And then you had to have a two-inch reel. Just your reel was like 100. A two-inch was 150, but a half-inch, I mean, a one-inch was, um, which held like 16 tracks. That was like uh, 75 to $100. Could you reuse too. those or you had to do one every nah, time? Once you, re- you could only get four songs on each reel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What? Maybe five if you get what? lucky. Yeah. And depending on how many tracks you use. Yeah. So that's how limited we were to the point where let alone a lot, a lot of, not being a lot of artists, a lot of them couldn't even afford to even go to a studio yeah. to, to even get started to do anything. So do you want no home studio? You think that's a good thing though? Because the people that are ready to, do, does that make beats better? You think the quality Honestly, of beats got better? Now I would say, yeah. Or now, worse? Now it kind of make it worse because, yeah, because now, I won't say the quality, but the uh, be Everybody, honest. The be honest. A lot of no, people start to say the shit sound the same. Yeah, you know honest. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, even right now, as a producer, I listen to the shit that's like, all right, man, it's time for some new drums. Mm. How you are we gonna I mean? do that though? Where's the new drums come from? Just gotta make some uh, a nice ass song with some different drums. That, and that's that's the I'm shit. Like, I think, I think when it comes to production, <sighs> this shit is like being a clothing designer, man. I think a lot of us producers, I'm speaking to all of us, gonna have to really stick our neck out a little further. On the drum set? Just drums and just production, period. Because sometimes we get caught up into yeah. making something close to what everybody's own. Like after that, that, that shit been going for about almost got. Can you, good can you 10 confirm years something now. for me? Are the drums, the wave samples we use nowadays, are those the same ones from 20 years ago? Basically, some of them just been upgraded. So it might stack a few of them. Yeah. You yeah. know? So those and are you, all the you, same. You can layer, and sometimes you could take an 808 snare and layer something else with it or a rim shot. And you may come up with something. Just like that one snare, the SNC snare. Yeah. Everybody the young, call the it young the chop? C-note. With the, with, the, with the kink in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the young chop. Yeah, yeah, like a little triangle with yeah. it. Man, come on, man. Think about how many people was using that damn snare. That came from Polo originally, right? Polo? I don't know. Some yeah. people say it was uh, Honorable C-note. They say it was his C-note? snare. Mm, oh, well. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who to get the credit. Well, whoever. I don't know. I'm young as I don't know who made that motherfucker. who decided to take that snare with that little but I don't know. It's just, mm, um, it's just time, man. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's um, excuse me. Sometimes you even got to just get creative with a rim shot, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. One one trend I've been seeing is a lot of people uh, just sampling like everyday items. 
You ever mm. seen that on IG and stuff like that? Mm-mm. People take like a little mic or a field recorder and just like go into the kitchen and bang a pot. Oh, no, 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 no. We come from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. And and for me being in that era of that, yeah, Timberland and, you know, with the ASR 10s, hey, yeah, we used to have to get hella creative. Cause when you buy ASR, you only had a couple seconds of sample man, time. Man, right? well, I mean, you had sampling time, but you just didn't have nothing in it. Oh, okay. mm. See, like a Rolling Phantom or a Triton, that shit got internal sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You turn on an ASR, that motherfucker wait for you to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and it came with a little, a little library of disc, yeah. but it's a blank slate when you mm. turn that bitch on. It's like, all right, and Sonic, ASR 10, boom. Now, what you gonna do? That was essentially right. like a Serato sample. And so, yeah, and it made you get hella, hella creative. Just start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. next thing you know, you put the right preamp on that shit and that shit might sound dope. Mm. And you, people was getting hella creative like that. Come on, just think about the Aaliyah record with the baby. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. you got to reach, it's time to reach a little mm. bit further, man. Come on, man, we well, got see, to, man. Look, As producers, see, we bust. Kind of like a clothing designer, I don't know, right? Yeah, well, because it's, it's, I think it's what, what makes creativity is restrictions. Like when you had no sounds to go for it, you had, you had, you were forced to come up with right. your own. Right. right now, you could get whatever that's you what want. That's what Curtis King was saying. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you got to anything. treat it. You got to treat it like you don't have those. Because that's, sometimes that shit could be a, 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 a... It's a curse. It could be a creative... Yeah, that shit could be a creative block sometimes when you... Somebody that just gave you this crazy-ass um, right. pack of plug-ins and, and yeah. VSTs. Where do I start kind of thing. And you feel like, where I start? Because right. you'll catch yourself just surfing. Like, ooh. Right. Like damn, what is shit for? Right. But two hours and went by, and you haven't made shit. Right, right. <laughs> you still flowing through. So when you just had that raw machine, the way you just kind of got to get creative, man, you would catch yourself making something that you wouldn't have made. Mm. Period. So what I'm saying is, it's just like a clothing designer, right? Let's say you just got to make that that one outfit, and the right motherfucker got to wear it. <laughs> Thanks. The right, you know what I mean. You, you know this shit is dope. Some people are like, like you may see some shit, be like, okay, yo, the pants cool. Uh, I wouldn't wear that shirt, yeah. But the fuck around, you walk around in that store and see it on a mannequin and somebody put it together right away, you'd be mm. like, oh shit, that's the same shirt. Mm. Okay, now I get it. Or you mm. might go to a fashion show. Yeah. Or you mm. might go to an event and be like, oh shit, okay, I see how you rock that now. See a celebrity mm. wearing it. Yeah, yeah. And, and know how to do that. And boom, next thing you know, that's the new cool shit for the next three uh, yeah. that's, that's a patience so I would thing. almost put it on yeah. the artist too because a lot of artists might not be taking those beats that are kind of outside well, the box risk it. they'd be you know like, I mean? like see nah, that's what I'm saying it's, it's, it's time for it's the, a synergy kind of thing but at the same time you got a few artists I think it's half and half you got artists who want the regular shit but then you got mm. artists who wait for you to play that shit to make them say oh my god Go back mm, to that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Too bad. You know how, how we be flipping right. through beats. <laughs> no, no, not that one. No, go back. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and it might be some shit that we was kind of fucking with. Right. We might not even, you know how you just get, have we'll that. kind of nervous to play it. Yeah, right. yeah. Come on, man. Just right. think. Now, I even do that. So don't, right. don't think that I ain't one of them motherfuckers. Yes, man. I go through the same shit y'all go through. You be like, ah. Right. Uh, like, for real, y'all like that? You be like, man, go back to that shit. Right. And it'll be something that might like, be why? just a loop. Yeah. And you be like, I ain't finished with it, bro. It is finished. Mm. I hate that. They hit that booth, and of course, you know we gonna we gonna throw our shit on it later. (laughs) If they fall in love with that shit, you let them hit that booth, man, and record Mm. whatever made them jump out their seat. Let them get that shit off their chest, Mm. and and that one track may change. It could be a game changing type shit, man. It really can. You know, while we're on this subject, 
talking about Griselda too, you know, they're totally outside of the box, you know, bringing that old sound back. Mm -hmm. Do you see that going mainstream at all? Or do you um, see that becoming like you a know trend? What? Well, even if it don't go mainstream from where we are, you can still win without being mainstream. Yeah. I think they're mm. about to perform on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Maybe I think they did. Oh, they, they did. did. Yeah. Wow. So, it's possible. Yeah. Right, because now you got those niche, with the internet, you can get your own little crowd. Yeah. 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 And, see, and, then, yeah. and one thing we must get, we got to just open our minds up, gentlemen. We must do this. We're in the U.S. Mm. You get out of this motherfucking country right here, it's people who really appreciate that yeah. classic hip-hop you know, and it's, it may be some, a certain folder that y'all have in y'all um, computer where you be like, oh, man, I don't know who to play this shit for. All right, go overseas and watch what happened. Yeah. Mm. Fuck around, have 20 placements That's because super super they, they open to, first of all, because you come mm. from the States and you playing some shit that they never heard before. You be like, hey, man, I like that one. Play that one again. And you got a banging ass record over here in Brazil or, or mm -hmm. wherever. You know, because you're on some whole other turf. So it's kind of like with them, yeah, they're huge over there. They say in Japan, my man Jason G was telling me, he's like in Japan, like they are crazy about them boys, Griselda. That's what Kino like, was talking about. He said in like in the other European country, in European countries, they really love like that. Like Germany, they love the true hip hop, like old school hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like one thing, I'm slowly, um, I'm about slowly getting back into the wax business. What is that? selling records. Pressing records. vinyls. Oh, like vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, like vinyl is going for like eighty dollars over yeah, there. Yeah, right that's big now. Yeah, there's collectors and stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, especially those Griselda type artists. Yes, like my boy um, Spech. I don't mm -hmm. know if you heard of Thirty Eight Spech. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. he works with you know Benny and all that, all mm -hmm. that stuff. But yeah, he um, you know he sells a lot of vinyl pre uh, pre uh, what do they call it pre sales and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's a group I produce called uh, Native Nuts, and um, I produced that in '94 straight hip hop album. If you ever get a chance, pull it up. I did pull it up this morning when I was going through discography. Yeah, straight some of the records. Straight '90s hip hop. Boom Ain't bap, no actually. 808s, just mm. all boom bap. A lot yeah. of folks don't know I do that because that's I think I've come from music. Like mm. so, like I say, I've, I've been loving music before hip hop. You know what I mean? Before any rap song, I was just loving music. So that's yeah. why it's so easy for me to go from producing a little young motherfucker or just mm. uh, I can produce anybody in this yeah. game basically mm. from in any genre and I was but, listening to them the MC Shy D records all that stuff yeah 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 okay yeah you went back you I went back, back. Yeah. 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 Then, bro. Yeah. yeah man so it's like yeah when it comes to Gazelle to them it's like but at the same time and my man Bink had put it up on Instagram too and I, I'm like and I say you know what it must be said and Bink was basically like hey Rapping over raw samples is not a wave. That's Griselda's shit. Mm -hmm. Like, let them have that. Okay. See, you know what I mean? I feel like it's only a matter of time before people catch on. That's not they, usually they how could, it goes, they, though. They, but that, that's what kind of... You can't, you can't do it. the game up, though. Yeah, yeah kind of like... If that's them, let you know them have happen, that. Though. Bro, that's but, the exact same thing. But everybody, everybody can't can do, do it, though. Everybody so can't do Brazil's it. Gonna, yeah, but they're going to try, Yeah, you got to be saying some slick shit that's going to keep... You know, because they got some dope ass. They got bars bars, and they rapping yeah. that street shit. So if you just, just can't come on there half-ass over the raw right. sample. Yeah. Because that's what's making those samples dope. Some of the samples are dope, but the fact that they, the content and the mm -hmm. delivery, then you got West Side with that high-ass pitch. The voice, yeah. And each one of those, it's like each one of them got their own thing, and that's what's dope about them. And, uh, and they attack the beat. In totally different ways, but you appreciate that shit just as a whole. So right. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm I'm loving what they, those guys are doing. Yeah. Because it got to the point where I was wondering, 
how many New York guys are still true, true New York motherfuckers? Of course, Ooh. you got the old schoolers that are that's gonna keep it there. But yeah. I'm like, all right, this new generation, damn, I can't tell if they from down here or up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what <laughs> I mean? That should be fire sometimes. I, I feel like little TJ. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so it's some besides Griselda yeah, and no, some other guys. I'm not gonna lie. No, I'm not gonna lie. I've heard like a lot of smaller New York artists that do sound like, you know what I'm saying, down south. But yeah. I like I like Lil TJ. Shout out JD on the track. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to pull that up. Let's check Lil him TJ, out. He's, he's fine. Okay. What I what I like about Griselda though is like they got that old sound, but they're rapping about the stuff that we can relate to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like they're talking about right. wearing off white. They're talking about Balenciagas. All you know that what I mean? Shit, All that. Yeah. And yeah. they're not hating on us. Right. Like that's the big thing. Like old like older guys will like be always like whenever you you might look up to an older guy, but all he's doing is talking down about the new generation. Right. It makes you be like, mm-hmm. like whatever. And um, we ain't gonna talk too much about other podcasts or whatever, but I um I watched watched this one episode of Drink Champs and um where Irv Gotti was telling Noriega, like, hey, you got to fuck with the young cats. Mm. And man, Noriega and dude them are so adamant on not fucking with the young generation. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, how long are you motherfucking guys gonna be around? Because right. it ain't but so many. Come on, y'all got Meth Beak on there again. Mm. That's not good, <laughs> Noriega. That's not good. So how the hell can you just cut the new generation off? Say, oh, I'm all I'm old, interviewing is old school people. Yeah. I'm old school, but I don't appreciate that. And I, and I saw Irv Gotti mm. telling him that he need to fuck with the young generation. I was like, okay, so Irv feel the same way too. Mm. But at first, I thought Irv felt the same way when he said, it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. But no, nah, that's that 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 they're gonna eventually have to open up. And is I'm trying to figure out now, right now, who. Are the who is the the one that the young cats can really go to and really be comfortable and not feel like they got to be on edge? You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. and can really tell their story because all of them got their story. I mean, even though they just got in the game, but all of them have a story, man. Right? Sure. Shit, I would love to be the one to come up with that. I round up the right team for that shit. Yeah, because right. I can relate to all that shit, man. You know, I'm 50, but I can relate to well, what a 19 to 18 to 30 year old man speaking about or rapping about. I think that's what QC's done so well is like they got the two older AP and coach and then if you look at all the guys like you can see that they see themselves in all their artists that are Mm -hmm. popping and I think they've done a good job being able to Mm -hmm. not be out of touch but still be in touch and then people still look up to them. Yeah. That's dope. I would love to um, with QC I definitely respect everything they're doing. I respect everything they've done. Mm. Um I hope everything is continues to be smooth over there because one thing, artists can go through, artists sometimes in growth or in maturity can sometimes look at a situation and say, hey, is this right? <laughs> we managed by these guys and we on the label? Oh, if we got a problem with the label, who's supposed to get on the label case? Mm. Because we signed to the management. See, in reality, that's really like... Supposed to be a checks and balances kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like, that's really a conflict. That's why I'm I'm not in their business, but when I heard that, it was like, okay, that's the management and the label. Like, hmm, I hope that goes well. But a lot of situations, a lot of times that don't go well. Mm. 
Mm. Interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. He, oh. he they, um, skip so it some, flip so it. It's been a little quiet over there. Well, I'm wondering and I'm reading things. I'm like, oh, oh. No, artists, like, yeah, artists, it hasn't always artists, worked out. Skipper and OG yeah. Mako, you know what I mean? There's a couple artists that it didn't work out with. Yeah, it's a few people. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, and that's really, that's the structure really mm. of anything, any type of business. If you think about it, that's kind of like your attorney being your, your label, mm. you right, know what right, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, if you got a problem with the label, it's your management that's supposed to get on the label's case. Right. Mm. But if you, your management is the label, mm. yeah. how that's going to work? I forgot, who, I forgot who we were talking to. So I'm said, hoping everything go right, but I just be, you know, I I, I, I keep, I, I, hear, I hear things and I'm like, oh shit, I hope it ain't a case of that. Hey, real because, quick, y'all. I got to go to the restroom so bad. I don't know. Yeah, let me okay. just, I'll be right back. Take time. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we good, we good. So, um, talking about, you know, having to have a lot of money to get your first setup, what were some of the things you did to 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 save up and get your first setup for making beats? Well, my first setup was, um, Let me see, because I already had the turntables. I had the mixer. Um, my homeboy had a Dr. Rhythm drum machine made by Boss, which was a division of Roland. Mm-hmm. You know, Roland 808 yeah, yeah. and the Phantom. Um, and I included that in my uh, DJ routine to where I'm, I'm backspinning, then I turn this drum machine on and start mm-hmm. scratching with it. I won a few DJ battles just doing that, just turning that drum machine. Like, whoa, where that beat come from? We never heard that shit. Because mm-hmm. nobody was just doing that. We, mm-hmm. I'd take the... Me and my homeboy Daz, we used to take the drum machine to the parties too. Like right around the BPM of everybody dancing. Next thing you know, you just hear a raw beat just playing. Everybody like, oh shit. And we start scratching with it. So it went from the Dr. Rhythm. And um, when I started DJing for MC Shot D, I saved up some of my show money and bought an SB12. Okay. And the 12 only had five seconds of sampling time. It didn't even have a disk drive. It was the MUSB12. It looked just like the 1200. Then later on, they came with the 1200, which took the floppies. And uh, that was 10 seconds of sampling in that one. And so um, at that time, I was just beat making. I wasn't really, I wasn't really playing keys too tough. I was just beat making. That was the SB1200. But um, later on, around 92, that's when I knew I wanted uh, to take my sound somewhere else. Um, because all I had was a drum machine, and that wasn't really I could I I noticed I came to a barrier at that point, and that's when people were like, "Yo, you need to get a drum machine that's a sequencer as well." See, a SP twelve hundred was strictly a drum machine. You could MIDI it with something else and sync them together, uh-huh. where you hit start and it'll start a, um another machine. But as far as a sequencer, something that can hold notes, patterns, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. patterns, and that was the MPC sixty. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And um, I wasn't able to afford that. So that was around the time when I moved back here. And I got um, my homeboy named D from Miami. He, he had moved up here. And he was getting some extra money, you know, out there playing around. And um, he wanted to start a label. And I was like, yo, we could do this, but you want me to get my shit ready. Man. We're going to have to go to Rhythm City and get some equipment. So Drop a bag. Yeah, yeah man. We, we dropped a bag on some speakers. We got the MPC. I got a... Um, and Sonic uh, ASR10. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what kind of keyboard I had? It was a rack module. I think it was the Roland T1. 
1080 or something. It might have been a roller 1080. So he spent about 17000 And from that point, that's when I was able to create music. Because with the SP, I was only able to just make beats. It was just a beat programming machine. That's why yeah. people are like, man, you make beats? No, I, I produce. This is <laughs> that's, that's making, making beats, beats. <laughs> like I produce music don't call me a beat maker you mm. know what I mean mm. so at that point with the SP I was just making beats but then once I got to that sequence or that MP and that's what a LA and Babyface was using also that and the Lin 9000 but the MP was the main thing that was running the whole studio and once I learned that man that's when I started just really playing keys more and really started using my my musical talents which I'm not classically trained or nothing I still don't know theory I just know what it's supposed to sound like you know what I mean? And and when did the shift happen where it was like less boom bap and now you were more messing around with like 808 sounds and, you know, what we now know as trap drum sounds? Well, before I even got to the boom bap, you got to remember now, we still had that Miami 808, the Miami bass. Okay. See, I brought the Miami bass here. See, I was down, see, the bass, the whole bass movement, like you got cats in Miami, like Pretty Tony, you heard of him? Mm -mm. Fix it in the mix. Uh, Lookout Weekend. I played some of these joints. Da 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 da, da 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 da, da 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 da. Um, Sierra used some of their shits. A mm. uh, few few R and B artists have used some of Pretty Tony. Well, he's well, in the West Coast, you had this guy Egyptian Lover. You ever heard of Egyptian Lover? No. Egypt, Egypt. Oh man, I I, I gotta take y'all back. Probably, man. We probably heard it, but we yeah, can't yeah, like yeah. recall okay, it. Okay, well, yeah. you got he had a guy named Egyptian Lover, who was back from like '84 in the West Coast, and you got Pretty Tony who was down here in Miami. So each one of them was using the 808 drum machines, but later on, when in Miami, they started just having that bass, that low end. And see, wasn't nobody really letting that 808 hum creep through until Rick Rubin did that shit. So, Rick, so you had Rick Rubin up north, mm. Pretty Tony in Florida, Florida, and Egyptian Lover on the West Coast. Those were the three gods of production when it came to the early 80s. Nobody else could tell you anything else. Mm. Like, mm. those were the guys and all of them were using the 808, the rolling 808 drum machine, but they were syncing them with other machines. You know mm. what I mean? So Rick Rubin was one of the first ones to let that 808, because the 808 is just really like a boom, but it had this decay button that made it go boom. Mm. You'd be like, yo. But even when I first played with an 808 drum machine, I never wanted that that bass to go that long because I didn't think that was something that I would use. Mm. Right. Next thing you know, you hear this Beastie Boys record slow and low. Boom. Mm. Boo, boo, boo. We was like, what the fuck? We like, oh, that's that. We thought it was a mistake. Like, man, ain't nobody going to let no bass go that far. <laughs> yeah. And when Rick Rubin did that shit and he had, he had put, I don't know, some kind of way he tuned it, was able to play it in different keys. I think mm. he had sampled it and, and that's when everybody started letting their 808s drive Instead of that solid kick, they said, yeah. boom. Yeah, so Rick Rubin really godfathered that, ushered that but in. But in Damn. Miami, they was already on the 808, but then they start, they had the, but it was more up-tempo. Okay. You know, 130 and between 127 and 140 BPM. You know what I mean? And then you got a place like Miami that's like a mixture. So it's like a melting pot. You got Bahamians, you got Cubans, you got Haitians, you know, folks from everywhere in Miami, just a melting pot of different, like, nationalities and whatnot. So it was a mixture of some of the like the, the soca, the calypso and just some, but it was still just. Wasn't house music? House, not really. House mainly was in Chicago. 
Okay. But at that point in, in Florida, it wasn't. It was just mostly like um, what they call um, just high energy okay. music. Um, and so you had guys, guys like Magic Mike. Um, y'all ever heard of Magic Mike? Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, you know, selling all these bass albums, going gold and platinum, independent back when people weren't even thinking about starting the label. Mm. So you had Magic Mike, Beatmaster Clay D. You had a guy named Eric Griffin. He made a song called Give a DJ a Break. Hey, boom. You ever heard that? Give a DJ a break? I don't know. Maybe. Classic Miami record, man. If y'all ever just want to go through. It up. Yeah, because all those records plays a part, play a part in what I'm doing and what y'all hearing now. Thanks. Give a DJ a break. I have a question. Dynamics? Yes. <laughs> hear that 808? Yeah, I hear that. Oh, I know this song. I know this song. Okay, yeah. And this from what year? That's 85, 86. Okay. Yeah. Still still cooking up like that. <laughs> hey, did Rick Rubin <laughs> produce that song that the BC Boys where the whole beat is reversed? Yeah, Paul he, Revere. He, he produced yeah, that? Yeah, and that's an 808 pattern going backwards. Bro, no, the, the whole beat is reversed. Like, the hi-hats, everything. Mm. It's so crazy. Rick Rubin definitely is an influence. If anybody who really love hip-hop if you if you, you name any of your top five producers that don't mention Rick Rubin either because you're hating or you just don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. That man, like, oh my God. Yeah, Rick Rubin is a motherfucker, man. Mm. Yeah, he put in work. He he definitely made a lot of us want to do this. Him and another guy named Mantronic, Curtis Mantronic out of New York also. Mm-hmm. Mantronic got us into all the, the edits and Fast hi hat, all the repeating hi hats. Mantronic got us into all that shit, but we just took it and put it into the bass music. So, from when I graduated from high school in '87, and I got with my with Shadi late '87 up to '88, and that's when I started going to Miami. In Atlanta, we was kind of still hip hop. We haven't really found our sound yet. So what I did was went to Miami and brought some of that bass back up here. So I'm the one who really brought the whole, you know, and, they, and we, I was one called bass. It was called Booty Shake. Mm. So now we had all the Booty <laughs> Shake music, you know. Mm. And you had Splat Pack. They was from West Palm, but they moved to Atlanta Black also. Pack. You remember them? Scrub the ground. Yeah. Let me see you say scrub the ground. <laughs> round and round we go. <laughs> round and, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, kid money. Yeah, he, he, he just died. I think he died last year. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, so I, I definitely brought the 808. Here, I brought it back here. You know what I mean? And that's when um I did Charlie Freak a little something for Lil John. Yeah. Um uh, and a few other little records for stuff with Raheem. And then you had DJ Smurf and a lot of other cats. My man Cooley C just started getting up on it. So I I, I play a definitely major part on as far as bringing the bass to Atlanta, mm-hmm. which was, you know, using that um SB twelve hundred, you know, on mm-hmm. low end and real up tempo shit. And they start having the dance groups or whatnot, start doing dance routine, the whole yeek movement. Y'all familiar with yeeking, right? Mm-mm. Man, I'm going to shoot you guy with a rusty BB gun, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeeking, man, oh, come we, on. Oh, okay, just say, like, motherfucker, yeek. Oh, that's, the, that's, that's okay, the uncle so, at the barbecue dance. Yeah, that's what I got there all the skipping and shit. Yeah. I'm about, yeah, he could be 300 pounds and, and moving move like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeeking. Yes. Yeah, like it was a group, uh, I think 911. It was on Showtime at the Apollo, and that was the first time our, because that's something that we developed down here is yeeking. Mm, okay. And um, that's kind of like uh, step teams. They kind of, yeah. They kind of adopted. But I see it's a little bit. It's like, like it, so if, if it was a pretty Tony record, that's about one. 
128, 128. Oh, you you putting that bitch on 145. going crazy. Yeah, you ought to pull that shit up. Yeah, yeah, they go crazy. So it's like, it's the bass era. And then, it, you know, then um, later on, I just start slowing it down because people start getting too cool to dance, you know. Mm. Mm. You know, people weren't ready to sweat. Like, I come from the era to where it wasn't no thing to be dressed like a player. And by the time you come out, you're sweating like a motherfucker, like mm. you've been in the gym. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't a nasty thing. It was just like, hey, we dancing. But now mm. this era, nobody danced really. It's stand on the couch and blow hookahs. Terrible, man. That sounded so vivid. We used to uh, actually slow dance, dog. Uh, I can only imagine being in a club slow dancing. That'd be so what? lit. That'd be so man, lit. Man, that was a listen. Let me. I'm gonna just paint this picture for you, bro. Imagine blowing hookah. <laughs> right? Man, we'll be at 112. That's when I turned 21. Cause you couldn't get in 112 until you were the age. Fake ID, none of that shit worked. So it was 112 when it was at Buckhead. But this was the setting, man. You could be at a club. <laughs> You and maybe, let's say all four of us go, man, let's hit 112. Boom, we stand in line. You had to have a dress code, so you had to put on some clothes. Mm -hmm. There wasn't no sneakers, none of that. Mm -hmm. I don't care fuck who you play for or who you are. Oh, no, right. You can't get in like that, bro. I'm coming with some crocodiles, some pythons. And, yeah, <laughs> and you got a little at the security. <laughs> like, like, I know who you are. I love your shit. Oh, man, you played good last night, <laughs> but you can't get in like that. <laughs> so, it was a dress code, and guys was playing, so... Throughout the night, yeah, he gonna have a slow set at least two twice that night. But guess what? Whoever in that club you've been looking at, and when the slow record come on, guess what you do? Walk around the club, be like, you might get turned down by a few. No, I'm good. Okay. You're like, okay. Oh, damn. Look at her. Next thing you know, <laughs> I wish. So just think. Oh my God. Just think. Yeah, that's, that's why you see how you that's get why excited. Men, that's just why think. We're talking about a no total more, right? stranger, you like and your ass is in the, now on the dance floor. You got your arms around her. What's your name again? Oh, okay. Where you from? <laughs> you slow dancing, dude, and talking. Like, how the hell couldn't you come up? Right. Because she, and like, because you know, women and men as well, you you choose, like, you're like, okay, nah. I done had women walk up to me. What's well, so up? You want to dance? And everybody looking like, oh shit, Tom, you got chose. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be, be a bad motherfucker who we just saw earlier. Like, damn, bro. Damn, boy, she dead ass fine. Next thing you know, slow music come on. And women walking around as well. The single ones are like, mm. shit, I want somebody to dance with. And they picking and choosing. That way you could kind of see what type of woman you really attract. Yeah. That, them days are fucking gone. Damn, bro. I feel like that's why it, like everybody worry about you can't be a man. Like that's that teaches you how to be a man. Like, bro. Yeah, but everybody worry about everybody. Man, think I'm about so them. glad that you could say that that's that shit definitely molded a lot of us into real gentlemen. Right, because you got you got to get rejected. You and gotta, while like, you and while you dancing, you know, and sometimes the DJ will play, be like, oh, I see about eight of y'all on the floor. I'm gonna if he don't see enough people slow dancing, he'll speed it back up. Mm -hmm. But shit, let him put up that one like oh some Keith Sweat shit and then whatever. Okay, boom, whole dance floor. You got people who know each other dancing, but you got total <laughs> strangers embraced and talking. I guess where you from? Where you at? You ain't got no boy very pretty as you are. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, you sing it to her. Right, if you know right. the words, you might be singing to her ear a little bit. Next thing you know, oh, you gonna get that fucking number. <laughs> now it's like, that's looked down upon, like, if you're like that. Man, those days, I can't ever see those coming back. So that's what I'm saying. They'll I come from... come back. Oh, man. Come back. Shit. Everything, really everything, bro, swings. You can barely get people to just regularly dance now. Slow yeah, dancing? Yeah, but I don't Shit. know. Stuff always swings back. Oh, no, you, might, you might be a little hopeful. I ain't gonna lie, I might man. be. I would love I to be. see that shit come back, but just from seeing how shit is nowadays. Yeah, it's crazy now. Yeah, because you gotta now. think now. You gotta understand the, the picture I painted. 
everybody is clean. Like, in order to even go to a club in Atlanta, period, in the 70s to the mid-90s, you just have to have a, have to have a decent closet, bro. Mm. You know, a lot of cats only put on clothes when they go to funerals now. Right. Yeah. You know like, what I, I mean? Only, I think I only own, like, one suit. Yeah, see, yeah. you got to get more suits. Though. Yeah, you literally you said get more it. Suits. Just funerals, literally. Yeah, yeah, but see, but or back then. Or wedding. at school. <laughs> oh, but back then, it didn't have to be yeah. a whole suit. It could just be a nice dress shirt and some pants, but right. it just was no jeans, no sneakers, and no, it just had to be a button-up. Yeah, so right. that's why back then, that's why we see older pictures. You'd be like, damn, they sharp. Sharp. <laughs> sharp as shit, because sharp. that was the dress code. <laughs> but want me to tell you who changed that? BMF. Mm. Demetrius Flanori. These came yeah. in. <laughs> because he, you damn right. They Changed told, the culture. They told, hey, 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 Meech, man, you can't get in with them t-shirts. Come on, shawty, man. I got 20 people with me, man. I'm finna spend $50 in here. Fuck it, man. Come on. And from now on, and Meech was part of the uh, the dress code, too. Like, you see some old pictures of Meech and his brother. Yeah, we used to wear gators, and like, we were clean. So Meech used to be at 112, too, but everybody was clean, gated up, mm. minks, and just... Now you minks. Might, mm. Oh my. Man, people tried to force that shit. I heard fight night. They say people were bringing minks out and it wasn't even cold enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, or, uh, McGregor yeah. had the mink on and then he had no shirt underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And don't, and we don't mink. really get that many cold days like we used to back in the days. So. Shoot, this week we did. Yeah, yeah, That's we did. Shit. This week, super yeah. dang coyote. But, I ain't gonna lie. I said like winter used to last a whole fucking week. It's like we just had those days and what is now? What, like 60 degrees right. out here now? Yeah. No, it's like 40 right now. Oh, I think it's 50 today. It's 50 today. It's 54 right now. Yeah, I'm 50 days ago. It's 50s right now. Yeah, I woke up, it was 24 degrees. Yeah, but. So it's like a lot of that shit changed. Like like I say, the whole music and that's changed the whole city to a certain degree. Mm. And that's why when I watch it, it's like, all right, where are we going? Just like y'all just enlightened me on like, there's really no 18 and up spots mm-hmm. for folks to go to now. And that's part of why this fucking crime rate is going up too. Right. Ain't got no nothing to they do. They ain't got shit to do. Mm. Damn. Yeah, he was saying now it's just college parties and you know, they can... College parties, you know. Bro, we never, had nowhere to go. No, like freshman year, so we would just go through the city, just doing bad, like going in abandoned buildings, breaking stuff. Like, but what bad. happened on the college campus though? I remember I used to DJ a lot of stuff over there, more all through the. They AU. had the house. They had the house parties, but like now it's not. It's a certain crowd that goes to those. So I didn't necessarily fit in with the crowd that was really at the house parties. Yeah. That's not really I wanted. It was. Right. I was in like more of like a, a middle crowd. Like a, you wanted some of that street shit, huh? Just like, I don't know. I just wanted something like, I don't know. It was just a little different. I just wanted right. something fun. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's like a lot of that shit plays a part because I ain't gonna lie, even me, even still just having my, you know, my my feet still in the music games, I had to make myself just come out the house every once in a while just to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really do strip clubs like I used to. I love beautiful women, but I like seeing them with clothes on, man. You know, mm-hmm. I always want to see a woman naked when I'm about to hit. <laughs> you know, just you know, just the naked. You know, I feel like oh, you put on some clothes. I, I think it'll be a lot sexier. You know, mm, that leave show. a little mystery. Yeah, mm. yeah, leave that. I yeah, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> but so, but I still have to stick my head in the club just to see what's happening. <laughs> you know, and um, rest in peace, DJ Nando. Man, he was playing the hell out of um, see what some future records back in what um, early 2000, mm. uh, mid 2000 when futures really started coming through but I remember being in Onyx and it was like five songs in a row I'm like damn who's that he was like Future another one came on I went up to the booth I'm like god damn who's that he's like Future mm-hmm. after he said that about three or four times I'm like somebody's on they fucking way 
Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. I started hearing that shit on the radio. I heard that he had got a deal with Epic or whatnot. I was like, okay, mm. I could see that. And Nando definitely played a part in breaking that, his shit in strip clubs. That's why I'm wondering, like, <clears throat> when you ask that, I was thinking, damn, strip clubs usually usually be where most rap shit is broken. Right. Most rap records are, have been broke, you know? You yeah. can't get in the strip club if you're under 21. 18. Yeah, back into that part, huh? Shit. Right. So you got that whole 16 to 20 crowd just... And people are a little scared of that crowd right now. They 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 scary, man. You got you got Under, the ones. But it's like understandably though, because they tweet go crazy. Yeah, the young crowd. Yes, bro. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm saying I'm you got to be scared. You, of the young you crowd. got the they ones stupid. who came up real fucked up. They just up, bored, you know? bro. They nah, just bored. You should put the responsibility on the generation before or the parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People ain't stupid for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Stop painting these false images, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's all that's going on. Yeah, I could say that too. Niggas, <laughs> niggas are slow. They're coming up just thinking that, you know what I'm saying? They're going to do this. Yeah, we, we definitely can. Uh, we definitely can say bad parenting uh, is a major issue because, yeah, you got to think some of these are the crack babies' babies. Right, mm. exactly. That's what we're dealing with. Mm. You know what I mean? The, the crack babies' babies. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we got, when you think of the crack babies' babies, Either those parents are still fucked up during time or are not even here no more. Mm-hmm. And to where they end up being taken, uh, living in their grandmom's house. And grandmom mm-hmm. don't really know but so much shit that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So right. a lot of motherfuckers was getting away with a lot of stuff right. by being raised by grandma. Right. Right. You know what? Grandma sleeps. She ain't going to wake up till about 8 o'clock. Hey, and she's tired. And they she's think, yeah, next thing you know, what are you doing? Sneaking out the house. And now, mm-hmm. once you see grandma sleep, now he's sneaking out the house and ain't going to come back till the fucking morning because mm-hmm. he know her fucking schedule. Right. But if you don't have that that younger parent, your mm-hmm. immediate parent watching you, yeah, being raised by, by grandparents, kids getting away with a lot of shit, male and female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got that error too, man. So yeah, I I be trying to figure out little shit though. You know, besides music, man, I always try to think of different things I could do, man, just to make a lot of things better because just like the, how you just explained that situation, I'm like, okay, we need a venue that's definitely open for the younger generation, mm-hmm. you know? We need that. Did you hear what Honorable C-Note said? Uh-uh. What'd he say? When we, when we interviewed him, basically he was just saying that he was trying to figure out how to how to mix like the positive, you know how he's rapping and stuff. So he's mm-hmm. basically saying he's trying to mix the positive image. He's trying to figure out how to, mi- how to mix it with, how to mix it with what's going on today. Like mm-hmm. what, what with the kids, like, like he's trying to just, not make it corny because like right, that song The Pledge corny, yeah. is talking about I mean, some good stuff can, and he's doing it a good job. Like you can make, about. I think it's all shit, man. That ain't hard though. Yeah, it's not hard but it's like do the youth want to hear it? Like you see, talking about being a real man but, and stuff but, like that, that's that's good but, thing. But, but I'm going to tell you though, but but see, one thing just as humans, I wouldn't even say as a producer or artist, just as humans, sometimes you don't know it but you creating an obstacle worrying about what people gonna like. You kind of just got to do that shit. Mm. Old Town Road. Dude, he didn't know what who were gonna play that shit in the clubs or nothing. Mm-hmm. Facts. Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he wasn't thinking, he was just did what he do. See, people got to get back into doing what they do. Mm. Andre 3000. I talked to him in fucking um, Whole Foods for about an hour one day. We just in that motherfucker right by the meat section just talking. <laughs> All these fine-ass women walking by trying to be seen. I'm like, boy, they know you in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we would, I think that's when um, Kendrick's second album came out, uh, Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. Okay. And we were just talking about Kendrick. Album? 
And um, mm-hmm. well, so as far pro- as major release, yeah, you know. But so, um, so many and I was like, Dre, so what? I was like, what's what's up, bro? Love Dre, man. Fucking good dude. I was like, man, what's up? What are we gonna do? He said, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if I fit in. I was like, if that's really the problem, I was like, fitting in, no, you're a fucking trendsetter. Right. But no, that man really uh, care about fitting in with what the young generation is doing. And I'm like, yo, man, you really just got to do you. Like, mm-hmm. worrying about or trying to figure out what they, if they gonna like it or not, oh, man, you're gonna have about five years go by. Next thing you know, you ain't gonna wanna do this shit no more. Just from mm-hmm. So you really just got to do this shit. Cause think about how many songs that have come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what you think, who we just talking about, Griselda and them. They just did what they do. They weren't thinking like, let's see if the young folks gonna fuck with right. this. Mm-hmm. You just got to do what you do. Cause right. if you think about, if you get caught up into thinking and wondering if people gonna like it, that's an obstacle, man. And that shit gonna keep you just, mm. that's gonna, you ain't gonna never that's, jump that's out. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about some of the, the, the sources of that. I think one thing is people worried about the money. Thinking like I gotta get to the I gotta get to what's gonna make me money right, right. quick as possible. As producers, as artists. Still, right. but think about how many motherfuckers make shit that sound like everything on the radio and they ain't making no money. Right, right. Damn. It's still you can make shit that's just sound. You can get Mike Will or me or a goddamn Metro Boomin and to produce that shit. But if it sound like everything else that's out there, it's just gonna be ain't making no splash in the pool. No mm. way. And that's where I think we're really at right now. Is just, it kind of like, I don't know, me personally, I'm getting tired of hearing the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again. I'm wondering what, what's going to be that turning point. I was just, that's what I was talking about, whether it's going to be the, the type of drums, uh, the, the... Gotta be the and, drums. And, and, and I hear dude, like you y'all just played the dude with the high voice, it's good to reach over, but that's a little too fucking different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it made me happy when I heard it though, Fact. just because it was just like, it just made me happy. I'm going to tell you, but that right there was a little weird to me. That's what I mean. But it's two left field joints I heard. And what's my man? Rico Presley? Rico. Social like. Social like. Social you ever heard that? Mike Mike Will put him out. Mm-mm. Rico Presley, Social Light. Let's hear it. Yeah. And that shit was dope. I was like, yo, I think that shit going to catch, man. I mean... But you really consider that truly different? No, let it roll. And watch how, yeah. Watch his verses. Is that the, is that? Nah, that's not it. I'm not gonna be doing what I'm saying. I'm saying it's different. I ain't saying it's the shit. No, no, no. It's it's not, no, no, no. The that's reason why it's not different is because the drums are the same and then the cadence is the same. Like it's a thin it, thin it, thin it. It's like, <laughs> okay, so you need to change that. The cadence. Because when I heard it, I was like, damn, that's a tone. I was like, yo, Mike, that shit might catch. Because I just seen Mike, Mike, Mike Will done put some, some energy behind a few projects. But mm-hmm. one thing I give him is that he ain't, he ain't afraid to try shit. Right. And when he put that out, and then uh, I think he tried it with Trouble. Then he got his other cat named Ears. And that, that Ears shit ain't really just caught yet, but mm. it's Ears, like, Oh, he been around for a minute, though. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing him back in but 2015. But I'm gonna say, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Ears been around and got some decent shit, but, mm-hmm. but when you hear something different, you be like, damn, if that didn't catch, yeah, you right. What well, the fuck? That, I don't that, think this, that what didn't catch. Do that's not too far I don't far think them beats are burning out, though. No, nah, I'm saying like, hmm? just with that song right there, right? It's just, that just sounds like what people expect um, like us to like. That's what... Like, that's what I'm saying. That's like I don't I'm think like, it's falling off. Like, I think that it's pur- purposely, the music is purposely coming out like that. Yeah, it's, that's just, I don't think that, like what I'm saying is like, the, them trap drums, the same ones we're talking about, mm-hmm. like, 
it's like even more accepted on the radio. Like that's what you hear more. Yeah. Like, no, I'm like not Justin saying, Bieber I'm not just say, came on the Yummy I'm not joint. Saying right. Yummy shit is all no, day. No, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that I feel like that's this what it's gonna be. You know, so I don't think it's gonna change. In those but that's songs. the new standard is the track. Yeah, girl. yeah, that's that's yeah, the it, new standard. Yeah, it is the standard. You know but um, my whole thing is like, yeah, how long though? That shit been going how long? for a minute. Mm. Yeah, but look, it's at, been going on for a minute, right? Hell yeah, yeah. that should have had a run. The the um the songs D Hill just did. Um, future and future, Drake. yeah, but then he just did one for Marlo. Then Future, Marlo, and Lil Baby. Oh, for real? And like, it's like that sound is like, did it come back? Like the, you know, what I'm saying those trap drums. Like, let me play it. Pull it out real quick. Mm. Like Future, this is, a real, this is a real analytical episode, right? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, man. One of my favorite recent records yeah. of overall was goddamn sicko mode I love that yeah yeah, that, yeah was cause that was that, man, that motherfucker put them the, three beats look, together bro, man the first time that man took three tracks Dude, this is this was his radio music right now that's radio you feel me now talk about new stuff but I mean this don't sound nothing too too different yeah that's what, what, you, that's what I'm telling you you're saying the new standard is the new stand, like the that's old the, that's, like, that's what's okay. we can't, what we can't. I'm saying but it's not you, you can't even call it a new standard that shit oh, has not been new, a standard not new but it's just long... it's just gone from like what we knew in Atlanta yeah, to like we knew now to like this is what it's supposed standard. to be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, but I'm like that shit done had a run, man. I'm like, and <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not sitting here waiting for it to be over. But I'm like, all right, who gonna change it up? Because I was just sitting with one of my executive partners, right? He just got a new position at RCA, and we were sitting in Patchwork. You know, he called me in as a big homie, and we just sitting there listening to you know different things that come through. Three or four artists, like little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, the same cadence and all. And I'm like, damn, folks just want to get in the pool instead of making a splash. Right. Oh. Ain't nobody cannonballing it. You like Pop Smoke? I keep seeing his name. I haven't heard him. Pop Smoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep seeing his name. Say, we can't, we can't leave shit. out the, the, the drill beats. Yeah, Pop, Pop Smoke. That, but that's isn't that like UK? Like London sound? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's where it originated. That's where well, they bringing that shit out, yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to pull him up it's, and check him out. I think like the sicko mode when that came out, that made a splash. I think about when Childish Gambino made Redbone. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. That when that, oh, that man, came out, that made a splash. Man. Now see, he's a bad motherfucker. That man remind me of Prince or some shit, because he's not scared to do <laughs> he's that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like a real he's just, that's a that's bad like, motherfucker, man. He act, comedian, yeah, yeah. He write all around. You know what I mean? Though, but those sounds, if you like look, go back at the landscape and then see when those moments came out, like little Yachty. You would never, those big leaps are the big splashes. Travis brought Pop Smoke on the Jack Boys album. Oh, I probably, I don't he, know. he put one of them London beats on there. The Gotti mm. shit? Yeah, the Gotti yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. Mm. He, he just threw that on there. Mm. Yeah, but, but, yeah, that's, just, that, but that's still pretty close to like, it's just so? his trap drums. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just kind of, it just seems like it's like more UK, more New York kind of, I don't know. See, what's but, been proven to me, what I've noticed is, <clears throat> um, when you think of, uh, even when it comes to R&B, uh, it's just soul music. Like, mm-hmm. shit, Lizzo. Her shit stands out from everything mm-hmm. that you yeah. hear in rotation. You'll be like, oh, who is this? Yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. It ain't <laughs> it. It, first of all, the mixes are incredible. You can tell they yeah. were mixed like a motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> um, all her records are well mixed. Like, I got an engineer here that right, right along with being a producer. Mm. And... It's just certain shit that just, when it sticks out, man, like like you're saying, the Donald Glover joint, the, right. um, uh, and um, shit, even uh, Bruno Mars. 24 karat. Yeah. yeah. Like that shit just that, is, it, it, boom. It, and, and, and it's kind of an old school 80s yeah, yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. but 
it just sticks out amongst everything on the radio. That shit just mm-hmm. got its own little. Mm. Hey, turn that up. Right. Ooh, yeah. okay. Even when Migos were coming out with the the stir fry, and it was kind of like that. Like, yeah, that yeah. was that was yeah, for real. And I, I was f- yeah. surprised that they even that they even got a track from uh, <laughs> Pharrell. I didn't think yeah. QC wanted to fuck with no other producers. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm. Tyler Earthquake. Earthquake, that yeah, was listen, man. It's just those Tyler, are big one of my ways. favorite artists, what? Man. man. That motherfucker since, cold. Since he's been out, he's been doing it. Now I've not always been the best of, but he's always been like. When off I found the out wall. that he was doing all the production, that's when yes. I was like, okay, you know what? As a as an overall mm-hmm. talent, yeah, that dude's cold, man. And his, his videos are the shit. If you look at his old camp that he used to run with, no one else has ever reached the success that he has because I don't think anyone has swung as like Swung for the fences like he has mm-hmm. on so many projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of stayed the course. Like Earl's kind of stayed the course. Dom, mm. uh, Domo Genesis kind of stayed the course. Like mm. I feel you. Yeah, Tyler's there. He's 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 special, man. Yeah. He's special. Yeah, he's special. <laughs> yeah, he's special. <laughs> you know, he's <clears throat> he's he's a big kid. Right. You know what I mean? He open with how he kick it. You know what I mean? And ain't no shame with it. And the thing about it, and you can tell he ain't no punk motherfucker either. Like, you like, right. might have hands too. <laughs> yeah, we already yeah, know. Came and, that skate, just think, <laughs> and you got to think right. too, man. And every, I, all four of us, even the young lady, I bet you, it's been that one, it's that one motherfucker at school. You who, just don't mess with Who you'll think that's soft as hell because he just, hey, yeah, yeah, play. <laughs> but boy, that motherfucker got hands from hell. Yeah, you really turn up. You like, really turn up. God, but we gonna have to call you in next time. Yes. Like, motherfucker, you got hands. And Tyler, one of them, and then, like I said, I, I, when I first saw his video, I think the one he was eating the bugs and shit. Oh, yeah. that was. Oh, but yeah, he was just was so left field that yeah, yeah. I didn't even think that he was producing that shit. I was like, okay, this is a crazy dude. But then man. I was like, oh my god, this dude loaded with talent, man. Yeah. Bad motherfucker, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Yonkers came out. That was like, what video was that where he caught on fire while he was on stage and shit. I don't know. I ain't seen that one. Mm-hmm. Man, they show that shit on Revolt all the time. <laughs> um, it's like he performing in this shit, and he just uh, um. Holy. Yeah, that's earthquake. Oh, that's earthquake. Oh, yeah, that's earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that. the music videos. Yeah, the video. You yeah, see the music, video? Seen the music Oh my god, man, that shit straight entertaining like a motherfucker. Mm. Do you remember when he came out of that one where everything was white and then it was like certain things were black? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that yep. was so super left. All field. that like, left field shit. That's why I be telling people too. I think well as well as as any artist, and y'all should pass this on the rest of them. Every mm-hmm. artist gonna have a producer. You are gonna have your engineer. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your management. You might have a few of your goons, but you got to have a video guy on deck. Mm. Yeah. You got a video guy who can grow with you. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of you just having to search all the time for a person to do a video, no, you got to have a video guy that's a part of your shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I got to give a shout out to my boy, Billy Rex. Yeah. For that too, because he... That's your guy? Yeah, yeah. No, he's an artist and and he's got a a fire-ass director. You got uh, to. Well, he really directs. He's got a fire-ass, like... uh, Camera guy and shooter okay. and stuff editor, but and that's, he's really, and that's he's really part, pushing the. Um, and that's a part of it. That's that's really and and even when it's not time to do a, a music video, you want to have him on deck just when you out and about just to have content. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's a part of a breaking the artist too. Is like having a think about how many artists you've seen had songs that was way bigger than them. Like when that song get old, a play out. Yeah, that artist play out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. You got certain artists to where certain people that just think um, you got artists who would be hella, hella popular and haven't made not one hit. Like, I know who the fuck Ice J.J. Fish is. Yeah. Uh, 
I know exactly who he is. Right, He's right. funny as hell. Yeah. But now that everybody know who he is, if he fuck around and make a hit record, right. a, a banger, it's out of here because yeah. he done laid the foundation down. Right, you know yeah. who he is. Right. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of artists going to really uh, going to have to really introduce themselves just to the world and let them know that they even on this earth breathing. Mm. Then let the people know that you actually make records. But yeah. at least get your following going. If you're a skateboard, okay, let motherfuckers see you do skateboard. If you into making clothes or you, you, you grow weed or whatever the hell you got mm-hmm. that could be a part of your movement to run parallel with your artistry, yeah. That needs to be known. Build your do brand. You paint. Super you, gems. You know, do you do graffiti Super. or whatever? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Because then you'll attract the people that do similar activities and it's not just solely relying on yeah. the music. Wayne never really knew how to skateboard. He knew that that was a right. market. And mm. that's what he, he, he didn't, he wasn't even fire at it, but yeah. he just enjoyed doing now, it. Now, Lil right? John actually know how to skateboard. What? Really? Yeah. Damn. Snap your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was a real skateboarder. <laughs> really? And that's how he was able to get that whole skateboard. Yeah. That's, oh, shit. That's, that's like Rich he... the Kid. Rich the Kid can really skate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He can yeah. really skate. I've been seeing him grinding and shit. But, yeah. but, no, but when Lil Wayne really started skate. like catering to the skateboarder lifestyle, that's what took his shit that made him a real household name with the black right. and the whites at that point. You know and what I mean? And then he came out with that brand, the uh, skate brand. What was it? Truck Fit. That Truck was, Fit, yeah. Oh, shit. So I'm saying, and that's where we are now. Like You got to have something that's going to run right along with your artistry. It's got to be something else that's going to attract people more than them just wait for your music. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to be, it's like ASAP. You know, he's into the fashion shit. So mm-hmm. if you don't hear no music, you got people still, let me see what he's going to put on. Let me see mm-hmm. what he's wearing today. Mm-hmm. What he's going to wear on stage type shit. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of other elements that come with it, man, that, you know, as far as really being that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, we got. I feel like we got so much more to talk about, man. Yeah, we do. I'm just saying, man. We come, y'all can bring me in anytime, man. Shit, I can be like the Lord Jamal, Vlad type shit. I can we cover whatever, man. Start getting you a second. I don't do. I'm not too too much into the politics, uh, as far as like all that presidential shit. I don't get into that. But just on life, shit, man. Um, just far as anything, anything else. I ain't like I say. I ain't really into politics, but. Man, we want to talk about the earth and just atmosphere, where I think we're going to be in about 2030. Yeah. Uh, UFOs, aliens, I'm into all that shit. All that That's stuff. my shit. Yeah, I'm working on it. I saw on. that you, like, when you were going through the earth with the fire, you were like, look, they had UFOs back in the yeah, day. Yeah, showing the pyramids and all that. Yeah, those cows, they know what they were talking about, man. Shit, George Clinton, parliament, you know, he brought the mothership down. That was like the UFO type shit. Mm. But yeah, it's Gives like deep. everybody got their things, man, you know. Um, but no, nah, we cover some of everything, though, man. So, yeah. I want to talk about a lot of the stuff we talked about at the town hall, this past town hall, but I feel like we can't get there without covering uh, your early to mid-2000s career. And I know the fans, they'll be mad if we don't if we don't talk about it. Nah, you know. let's cover that. Hell yeah. So I mean, We got the editors on pop too. You know, we chop some of that shit up. <laughs> nah, nah, man. We, nah, we keeping it all. We keeping it all. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's, let's start out, man. How did, uh, how did you and T.I. start working? Through my homeboy named Toot. Who grew up with me in the neighborhood. I've been knowing Toot since uh, fourth grade. We eventually started getting some extra money together, you know, silently. A lot of cats didn't know what hell we were doing in the neighborhood, pulling up in BMWs and wearing all this jewelry and shit. And um, he used to always tell me every once in a while we make a play, he'd be like, man, Toot, we got to listen to my little cuz, man, you know. <clears throat> and finally, you know, after just a few times, I finally, he brought him to the house. And shit, once he press play, he let me hear some of his music and kind of find out it was some beats that Tip actually had made. He actually did the beats and all. It was him oh, and the PSC him. was on there. 
Mm. Yeah, Doug, Big Country, and all of them. Mm. But I notice every time when a, when a certain verse come, I'd be like, whew, who the fuck is that? To be like, yeah, that me, shawty. Dude, <laughs> yeah, 97 now. He was only 19 years old. Mm. Yeah. And I hear another one, you know, I hear Doug and the rest of them, you know, I'd be like, all right, them guys cool, you know, which they actually doing totally different shit with Tip now. You know, I, you know, everybody start off wanting to rap too, but eventually they'll find out whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. they great at other shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about three more records he played. I'm like, wow, who is that? He's like, yeah, that me again. And I was like, yo, man, you know, um, we gonna have to focus on you. And uh, your boy, we'll get them later. But right now, nigga, you that <laughs> motherfucker. Like, you got it. And man, from there on, we just started, we cut like a five song demo, man. Um, and start moving it around. And I, I had something to write, you know, I was able to thump this bag. Like, yeah, I ain't got this. Mm. You know what I mean? I started playing it for people and I got thumbs up from everybody. Yeah. And um, eventually I knew he needed management. Around that time, uh, Jason G was working at the old patchwork. He was just an intern. And I see Jason reading a lot. And I'm like, yo, you know, what's up, man? You rap, you produce? He's like, no, nah, man, I want to get into management. I'm like, huh, I got your first client. This little young dude named Tip that I'm fucking with. Introduce him and Jay. That was the whole thing. That's how Grand Hustle got here. I put mm. them two together. Mm. Yeah, they never would have known each other, passing through the mall in the streets, or nothing. Like, yeah, I brought all that. So, and, um, and once, and then Jason ended up playing some of the stuff for KP. When KP had came through um, Patchwork a few times, and Jay was like, yo, you know, I got this dude, man, me and, me and Toom working on, man. And, and KP was like, oh, you fuck with Toom? He was like, yeah, man, you know, see, we make up almost every day now. You know what I mean? So when he played it for KP, KP was like, damn, dude, fire. And he let him get on uh, PA's album. And next thing you know, shit, he was signed to the face. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, we got, you know, big records from you too, like Be Easy, 24, You Don't Know Me, and then What You Know, which to this day is still your biggest commercially successful record, right? That and Good Life. And Good Life, yeah, yeah. Good Life with Kanye. And Can't Tell Me Nothing, yeah. So those are three top right there. But what you call it, um, you don't, uh, I'm sorry, but What, what You Know actually you know. went multi-platinum as a single itself. Right? Yeah, it did, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. that was that one. Yeah. That, that brought a lot of work. Yeah, that was a big record. Mm. Huge record. And still strike me the same way every time I hear it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is a good segment into like some of the stuff we were talking about at the town hall. You know, you were talking a lot about, you know, the pay structures back then, the advances back then versus now type stuff. Yes. If you don't mind us asking, man, like what, what was like, what was your rate back then? Like what, what was it looking like back Shit, then? Shit, between 40 and 60. Yeah. K, easy. You for know what I mean? Record. Yeah. For one record. Yeah. Um, Shit, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing, man, because you got to think the budgets was a lot bigger. Mm. See, and I break it down, but fuck it, I can break it down on you guys right now. What it is, in that, during that era, it was physical items being sold. Mm. Mm. So the same way that you see people standing in line for a new PlayStation game, or the new Jordans, it's a line wrapped around the building because it's physical, it's tangible. Mm-hmm. Can't download Jordans. You can't, you know, you, you got to either be in line or put a hell of a early order in. You mm-hmm. got to be there to yes. physically get it. So when you speak of these little plastic discs that only cost what to um, maybe a few cents just for the disc, but then you only then you're talking about packaging this up. With this disc that have all this data on here with 14 songs, 
and the paperwork, you open it up to see the credits, it only costs about 70 cents to put that together. Mm-hmm. And each one of those going for $8.99, some $10.99, mm-hmm. some $11.99. Mm-hmm. So, even if you just want one song out there, you got to buy the whole thing. You got to buy the whole album. And it wasn't no thing buying a whole CD. Come on, you know, like shit. So, that's money that's really being seen and made. But, so when a person, that's why I would like right now when people are like, oh, we went gold. People used to laugh at you when you just go gold. Especially, they'd be like, oh man, well, we hope you platinum by next week. <laughs> yeah. Going gold on the first week wasn't shit. Yeah. yeah. 500,000, you know, physical copies. And that's all over the country. And then next thing you know, once you sit on Arsenio's couch or whatever, boom, you platinum within another week. We talking about another 500,000 joints once again for 70 cents that's going for nine and $10. That's a lot of goddamn money being made. Yeah. But now with streaming, Whoa. people scratching their head like, all right, the money coming from where? Who? Right. Like you can't even audit that. Yeah. So it was so much immediate money, direct money being made within the first week. Labels didn't have no problems giving Timberland 150 for a track. Teddy Riley 200K for one track. Sometimes 40,000 just to even get in the studio and nothing come out. Yeah. So, so yeah. they scaled down. They, that's a huge And we're talking about videos no less down. than 600,000. All them Buster, you see them old yeah. Buster Ryan videos and you can see it like, damn, there was some well produced videos. Yeah, them shit was like one, two million dollars. Yeah. Easy, no problem. Damn. Like, so, when that, when that, when that, when true physical money was coming in, labels didn't have no problem. Oh, how much to, oh, oh 40 a track? Oh, okay. Oh, go on and cut him. Oh, give him 120,000. Oh, he got three songs on the album? Okay. And now what about like, no ro- problem. What about royalty points mm-hmm. on records? Well, royalties, it was like what? Um, let's say out of an 899 CD, and what was I getting what? Uh, my points, I might have been getting about, about a good, 80 cents off each CD. Oh my God. Mm. That's ridiculous. Dude. So a million what sold, you're seeing almost a million dollars. Yeah, it was God a cool damn. money. Yeah. What? A million, a million, now you get a million. No, about a good, between 70 cents. Yeah, about, yeah, off that, off yeah. of $8.99. Yeah, you were seeing some money. Yeah. And what you know that's about ridiculous. that, that's your highest earning, even over the graduation album with Kanye? Well, as far as single? Single, yeah, oh. I was talking single sales. Yeah, you're talking oh, about single. Okay. I was about to say, because that album, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a two-time yeah, yeah. graduation. Was <laughs> no, that's yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that King album did pretty damn good, though. Because, yeah. you know, that was uh, connected to the ATL movie. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, so, so, so you, if you ask a producer right now, what are you getting off each unit? Everybody will scratch their head because you don't know like where to even start. Five cents. Yeah, you won't know how to start yeah. even counting. Yeah. It's it's Damn. un. Well, let's give them. Some, we can. I can. I can break down some of the math. So let's talk about a double platinum album, right? Um, in the streaming world now, right? I'm so glad you're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. Breaking it down in the streaming world, right? Uh, two times platinum. That in in the real world, that's two million records sold, right? Because platinum CDs. platinum is a million, right? Mm-hmm. Gold is five hundred thousand. Platinum is a million. So we're talking two times platinum. That's two million. That's equivalent to 300 million streams because it's 150, it's one sale is 150 streams. Okay, and so to, 150 and streams equals one Equals CD. one record one sale. CD. And now okay. that they count streams, you know, that okay. in, the, in, the, in the new landscape, I, I, sometimes I can't talk. No, I but, got it. So in the current landscape, 150 streams is one sale. So if you go, in order to go two times platinum, that's 300 million streams, right? Mm-hmm. 
And under Spotify's royalty rates, 300 million streams, which is double platinum, is equivalent to about $1.2 million earned. Total. And yeah, total earned. So if we're going back to like, how much did a single CD cost back in the day? $8.99. No, 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 no. Albums were $8.99. Single oh, CD so was going for like $3.99, $4.99. So yeah, so four. Like fight at $5. So we're talking $5 dollars for one song. We're talking, we're talking yeah. eight to oh, ten singles million. Singles were going dollars. like four, three or four. Yeah, between three and five dollars for a single. So we're talking eight to ten million dollars generated versus one point two million now. And that's but you know, show money. Merch money. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. Right, 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 right. And, that, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a big difference in itself from 8 to 10 million to 1.2 million. You know what I mean? That's, that's scaled down too much, bro. It's like, you might as well not even fucking make a beat unless you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, unless your it's your right. artist. You know, yeah. Unless it's your artist, you got some type of 360 shit agreement with that artist to where you eat some of his show money. 360? Some type of, yeah, I mean, well, independent labels been doing 360 for the longest. Mm-hmm. Like, Luke been eating off all his artists' show money. Like, that's when the CEOs used to be on tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Russell Simmons was out there with LL and them when mm-hmm. they were touring. Said, like, Birdman too. Birdman mm-hmm. too. Lil J. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Suge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those and they, they came up with this 360 shit. See, a lot of shit popped up with that 360 is off of Omari on them. B2K. Mm-hmm. They were selling records a decent amount of records, they might have just been going, just maybe just been hitting gold and platinum. But off their tours, they were making like 20, 30 mil. Mm. And that's when the label were like, hold on, man, we done spent all this money promoting y'all and thinking y'all finna sell three or four million, but you only sell a million. But y'all coming back off tour, mm-hmm. you got them 30, 40 <laughs> million. Yeah. On the strength of us promoting you. So we definitely got to start eating. And then when they started. So streaming, labels weren't getting none of that. No. Wow. Because labels, because you got to think, out of $8.99, the profit that the labels they were making cool off eating. these units, yeah, they cool. were cool. They didn't oh, give yeah. a fuck about what you got off show. Mm. But then when the streaming started, they were like, hold on, where are we going to really get our money from? So, mm. hey, we're going to have to eat off that. And we're going to have to figure this streaming shit out too. We ain't just for the hell y'all doing all these shows making. 40 million uh, off of a tour, but if mm-hmm. we over here trying to get crunch these damn streaming numbers. So a more detailed, a 360 is everything. It's like merch. Yeah, merch uh, too. Shows. Yep. Uh, yeah, say you fuck around and get a movie deal or something. Movies. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're part, because you, you, that product, you signed to that label. And mm-hmm. then, Even like you had, if you had a Target ad or some shit? Yeah, it's a great chance that that's 362 because that's a part of them putting money behind you. Like, how we going to get that back? We, yeah. It ain't coming back per unit, eight ninety nine no more. Right. We got to just hope that this shit stream a certain amount, and then everything you and, and so what, what, only thing you see with the streaming is, and I definitely, and it's good that you could could, could count that like that, but I come from an era, and I, like I say, and like like we wish slow dancing to come back type mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> so you want to see these coming back. I want. I would love for something physical to come back mm-hmm. because I come from the era to where if you was out in the spring and summer and you released a new album, and let's say you had an event, let's say you standing, uh, let's say it's Super Bowl weekend, everybody riding or whatever, they windows down, and when you hear your shit playing in a car, you know that ninety percent of them people purchased that shit. Ooh, you feel me? Mm-hmm. When you hear your shit, oh boy, they playing our shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you playing it too. We heard Chronic and all them albums. In the 90s, playing in people's cars. 
everybody paid for those. Yeah. People didn't even want to duplicate it. You could have, but uh, I'd rather get the shit. I want to read the credits. I want to know that I got one. Mm. A real okay. Dr. Dre chronic album. I right. want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's just a, okay, uh, I got it in here. Uh, it's good just knowing that you purchased this shit. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and if you do the math, right? So 150 streams is one song sale. So a 10 song album, that's 1500 streams. That's, that, that's what it is. 1500 streams for an album sale. When's the last time you really listened to an album, songs on an album 1500 times recently? <laughs> like that's, that's yeah, why, on, that's the part. But, but the thing is though, we have, there's more users you're able to discover more artists. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm gonna spend eight ninety nine, I'm gonna get the artists that I like. But now streaming, I'll go listen to a bunch of other people. So there's more streams out there. It's just that they're not all centered and focused. Yeah, on but that the, the, I don't the think business isn't lucrative though. I don't the think I'm listening to fifteen hundred songs yeah. a month. And, see, and this, and this, and this, right. and this, the part that I have a problem with. Just like, so with streaming companies, what you pay monthly, right? Not yeah, about ten mm-hmm. bucks a month. Ten bucks a month. Right. Just think, that's how much each CD yeah. right. is. So for $10, you got everybody's shit. That means they done devalue your our music the to the point shit. to where your shit is a part of a monthly plan mm. instead of a $8.99 CD. Yeah. So now your shit is a part of a $10 but, a month plan. But I will. You can't have this conversation without leaving out the fact like we're coming from an era where nobody was buying music anymore. We were straight downloading. So but that's streaming is almost the savior of it. But see, that's the problem. I got you. No, it's 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 it's, it's the problem started is when they let the download shit take over. Like when old boy started Napster. Yeah. The same way how motherfuckers told Ford, "Hey man, we see y'all making them electric cars, but uh, y'all got to shut that shit down." Mm. We don't want that out yet. We still trying to sell gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they would have treated the music business the same way, okay, we hear this shit, Mr. Napster guy, but if you do that shit again, we're going <laughs> to kill you or sue you. Didn't he go to jail for life, though? <laughs> nah, not for no life. No, <laughs> no the, the, one of the... Oh, that's Bitcoin. That's the thing that's Bitcoin. Oh, so, one of those guys. So it was like, if they would have just... It's like they they kind of... The industry took that shit and, and it, they, they, they took the beat them, join them route too soon instead of bucking on it. Oh. But they could have bucked on it and oh, said, okay. hey man, we see this little technology shit you got over here, but we're going to sue the shit out of you or we're going to kill you if you fuck with our business. But that's we, but it became, for so long. It so. became but, a peer-to-peer thing. Huh? It, 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 after Napster, it got more into like the, the torrenting thing yeah, yeah, I was, and I'm, the LimeWire, which is peer-to-peer. There's right. no one guy putting it all out for free. It's like, but, but, you got it. I'm downloading but, but, from you. But, but, I'm but downloading if they would have made it illegal to do that with our music, well, it was like illegal. right now. Yeah, huh? but that, that's why they made the stream because it, 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 but we found out that's the better way. So they said, fuck. It's taking over. I don't yeah. think I don't think it was controllable the way it was. Okay, yeah, well, with LimeWare and all but, that, but it it wasn't controllable. But you still, they still could have made a law saying, "Hey, man, we see what y'all are doing, but that's not how we're gonna do it." Just like right now, who you think selling the most CDs right now? CDs, physical, probably vintage company, probably like older, I don't like know. older. You're music. probably about to fuck our heads I won't even say music. A no. younger. What? PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, but even them, they're going away from it now. Yeah. But, 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 I, but, but, but I bet you ain't going to be able to break that code the way you break uh, music code. See, a music code is yeah. easy to break. Nah, you can download them on Torrent. No, nah, no, nah, I'm saying break nah, it. break you the code. Download, like, break that break code, the code where you can get it free or illegal. Like, see, I got cats who used to break the code on PlayStation games mm-hmm. yeah. on the first stage. 
And, you know, you look at the graphics, you'd be like, okay, I see how a geek can break that. Mm-hmm. But when that PlayStation 2 and that X came, when that mm-hmm. shit started looking like cartoons, mm-hmm. oh yeah, motherfucker didn't have time to try to break that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then another thing too, like you can so, that you can download like Xbox games and stuff, but you can't go online with them. They know and they can ban your IP. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, see, oh, you see oh, what oh, you're so, saying. So they got, all that could have been. Con- they got a lot of control over that. Yeah, but it, but it, so had, to, why, it had to get so their hands So what I'm saying through. is why they couldn't treat the music game like that. Because it had to get their hands it's gonna, it's gonna, It had to be too even strong, Eventually, though. Xbox, is like, it's going to take over eventually. What you mean? The being able to crack it, get you it. You think they're gonna be able to crack Xbox now? Yeah. It's yeah. Nah, hell no. No, bro. They already surpassed that, bro. I know the geeks. They already surpassed that, bro. A lot yeah. of geeks are talking about like, fraud. They was like those those graphics yeah. on these new games. That. Boy, you had to be a bad motherfucker saying, to crack that. Ten, <laughs> in ten years, it's not gonna be too hard to get it. Now listen, Kansas, we passed that. We passed fraud and Friday night. Like, Listen, uh, yeah, because they're not you know, going to the let you play online. When they yeah. cracked it, them games were still skipping and getting stuck. That way you knew what the bullshit was. You can okay, kind of... Okay, so the game industry is... that may, It may not be at... But why is it like... I just feel like the technology... I feel like the streaming... They saw that this was a problem. They couldn't avoid the problem. Yeah, yeah they could have postponed it a little bit more, but eventually it's gonna win. Yeah, regardless. that's that's what that's what's going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. gonna win. Because you know, you know right. how ugly it was for producers in the mixtape era. There was no advances. There was no royalties. You were putting out music. The artists were going and touring, making all their money off of well, shows, see, and the producers were 100 percent left out. A lot of that was our fault. Yes, being yes, too because yes. we the good guys. That's why you don't ever Rap hear over producers beefing. Yeah. Only right. motherfucker you might hear raising hell is Southside. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Southside. That's my guy. I had to hit him a few times. Like, hey man, calm down. <laughs> I find out, oh no, don't, don't say on Pyru again. Please don't say that. You know, I don't care how blood you are. Stop saying on Pyru, man. That shit gonna open too many other doors. Like, stop. So, um, but I fuck with Southside. Um, the whole mafia. But um, it's a lot of that is our fault though. Because we the nice guys and we can't wait to hear somebody rap over our shit. We've been hearing our instrumentals play so long and we right. can't wait to hear somebody just spit over our shit. So we're, hey man, right, I'm going to give you a BCD. Boom, next thing you know, it's on the mixtape. And you're right. And and that's business that we, that that, that type of shit ain't going to really go down too tough now. Because I'm like, hey man, you know, hey, bro, I'm seeing that activity, man. You need to holler at me, bro. If you're, doing, if you're performing my record, you need to work something out. Like I was trying to pass get a law passed saying that we uh, eat off of every time my artists produce perform my shit on yeah. stage and I would definitely have that in the notes because that's what right. you're talking about at the, um, uh-huh. the yeah. town hall yeah. what are the steps to actually enforce that the first step I think would be to start a union well first of all get... let's tell the audience exactly what we're talking about we're talking okay. about okay what we what we're speaking of is let's say you're a producer fresh out your mom basement boom you, made, you just made uh, you gave an artist a beat CD with five beats. He took one of your beats, blew up, and blew up. Next thing you know, this shit on the radio. Next thing you know, he getting shows. He's starting off in, in Georgia. Next thing you know, he in Alabama. Oh shit, man, we in Florida. I'm gonna be gone for the whole week. I'm booked for, I got five shows a week now, four shows a week. And this guy's getting 5,000 a night. But he haven't paid you for your beat. And your song is the main song he's performing. And your song is the one he's performing. So I'm trying to put something together to where this artist performed this song. It's going to have to be some type of what is going to, what I'm trying to, the, the main way to do is to try to create a, an 
of uh, an internal fee. So, hey, to book this artist, how much you charge? Well, uh, 4000 so, okay. Well, boom. All right, well, this new such and such of a law that just been passed, um, I need to know what songs you're performing mm. and how many songs you're performing and the names of them. Okay, you're performing this. Okay, you're going to do that and you're going to do that. Okay, cool. So there's going to be an extra uh, maybe 400 just for the fees of the producers and the writers of these songs. Mm-hmm. So you'll have you perform mm. here is $5,400. So just mm. think, you if you're the only writer on that record or 50-50, you might get 100 every time the artist perform your record. Yeah. Mm. And that ain't shit for a motherfucker who getting 10, 20,000 a night. Hell yeah. Hell That's just something that you getting every time you touch that song. Then mm-hmm. he, you know, he do your shit. I mean, you ain't trying to get half the show money. You be like, no, let's just include this fee every time this artist is booked. And you're going to find out because every show is being promoted. So you can't just secretly <laughs> do shows. Right. And it's going to be on the radar. You know what right. I mean? And after you, the, and the fee is going to be such a minute thump on a, on a, on a, on a, on a fucking, aircraft carrier like who's gonna really feel that little thump mm-hmm. right. you get 30,000 a night but each song that you performing maybe 100 or 200 go to the writers you only on, you know you're doing 8 songs or whatever so that ain't shit yeah. right. so my whole thing is yeah because you got the road manager who's getting paid before the beat maker the security yeah. the guy driving the van the DJ the DJ the promoter five the bar the bar six <laughs> The motherfucker who doing the after party? The dudes so outside we do say selling, security. you need extra tickets. Eight. Yeah, that your merch guy who nine. got, you know, the shirts printed up with the face and the name on, of, of the song on the shirts, of your song. So everybody's getting paid, and guess what he's telling you? Hey, man, you know, we get a deal, boy. You know I'm going to come back and take <laughs> care of you. We got one. But, no, you pulling up <laughs> you in my eat. fucking driveway <laughs> in this loud-ass car with the doors flying up all crazy. Talking about you gonna pay me when we get a deal, but how much you getting a show? Pay me now. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them ain't built like that. They just, that's when you start really seeing, oh, okay, y'all, Real character. you ain't my fucking friend. You right here using me, man. Right. This now this song got you and you coming over here asking for some more beats. Mm-hmm. And talking about you ain't gonna pay me until you get a deal. Then you got motherfuckers be trying to stay independent as long as they can. So my whole thing, instead of uh, any producer sitting back waiting for a deal to come, no. If you're performing this shit, and if you're still independent, whether you getting money, if you performing this song, I'm going to get paid whether you got a deal or not. Yeah. So we just got to, it's definitely, that's the structure as far as the pay, payment plan. But then you got to get a unit. Uh, uh, just got to be uh, um, just, just, just an organization of everybody coming together saying, hey, you know, rounding up the, all the hot producers. Like, hey, man, let's hold on to our shit. This is what we need to do to cover our ass because, and when this law is passed, it's in. Once it's passed, it's passed. Mm-hmm. That shit is a part of every contract at this point. Mm-hmm. So that means, shit, you don't open up, I feel that you're opening up a situation where your great-great-grandkids and everybody, after you leave here, and shit, somebody perform one of your songs, your daughter eating off that shit. Facts. Repeat that one more time just in case the mic didn't catch it. Oh, I'm sorry. So the same way how you get publishing for all your life unless you sell it, mm-hmm. that means, yeah, you still gonna have rights to this song. So after you even leave this earth, and if somebody's performing this song and getting paid for it, your great your grandkids or whoever you done left the estate to is still eating off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it's and because it's really a show driven game now. Right. People don't really give a damn about record sales like they used to. Right. Especially now when you see the numbers that you're getting per unit. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, it's about the shows. Shows, that's all they want. Yeah. So that way, boom, you'll be glad to give somebody some shit on a mixtape. Okay, yeah, I do your whole mixtape. Because the minute you go start doing shows, this new law pass, I'm automatically, time you touch the stage, you got to sign this contract that's going to send some shit to my house either way because uh, you performing three of my songs when you go out on the mm. road. So I'm eating no matter what. You know what I mean? Mm. So what? No, go ahead. And what you about to say, what if, it, if, what if it's not a paid show? No, I was going to oh, say okay. just how, what, what, what type of organizational body could enforce that and make that happen? I think you were talking about. Well, more of a union. Just a union. Just producers unifying the right big names coming together and explaining that shit to everybody and letting them know how important this shit is and how mm. much control that we would have over our music again to a, a degree. Well, we really don't have control, but at least well, we don't have the control of it no more. Cause after you give a motherfucker a, a, a thumb drive or email it to a, that's it. Your dog is off the leash at yeah, that point. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just got to be something that's going to cover our ass after we, because we definitely don't have control of it. Yeah. But that'll be at least the last of a, at least a, a small little chain or something that we feel that we can keep, <laughs> yeah. that we can hold on to. Right. <clears throat> at least a shoestring. Just to say, hey man, when you perform this record, this is coming to my house every month. So when you go on tour, boom, I know I got something coming to the house because you, Hell yeah. I done seen your whole schedule and yeah. I know what songs you're performing. <laughs> yeah. So even you know, if it's at a little hole in the wall venue, it's still that, yeah, because that fee is going to be a part of it. And like I say, and it's going to every, the writers of every song that you perform. Mm. And I've had people, um, High execs tell me, like, that's an incredible, brilliant, brilliant idea, but it's a steep hill to climb. But Super. it was like, one thing I will say that is not impossible. So, shit, man, you know, I'm only 50 now. Shit, if it's done by the time I'm 70, I'd be happy. Yeah. Because it's gonna, shit, anybody do can't tell me nothing, good life or whatever. Right. <laughs> no, right. I, think, I, no, I think that's a, that's a, that's a really practical, practical, doable plan. And, um, I've, I, I've heard, like, I don't know if maybe you and Drumboy had a conversation because he actually posted a couple of days ago or, like, this month saying, what do you say? Imagine if producers got paid for club spins or a split of artist shows. Yeah, but see, everybody's trying to do that now. I did that in 2017 because I called mine the Davis Act 2017 is what I called it. My last name, Davis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, when I, that's when it really, I had the idea was in really 2010. Yeah. My man Big John when I used to be with EMI. Okay. Then he ended up going to Warner. Now he's back with EMI Sony. But I ran that to him and that's what he told me. He was like, man, that's a beautiful idea. But yeah, I'm hearing people, more people talk about it now, but I was the first one with that. Yeah, that no, I'm not me. denying that. Definitely. Yeah, can't nobody. Yeah, but I would love yeah. to, um, me, me and Drummer talked about it real quick, but I was like, well, okay, if we talking about the same shit, let's, let's get together on it. But yeah. Um, yeah, me and Sony Digital, we got together on it, but we still haven't really executed nothing. Just got to figure out, you know, like you say, first of all, rounding everybody up, seeing who all get it. Because my whole thing is like, I was like, now, if any artists out there oppose this shit, y'all some greedy motherfuckers. Y'all some mm. Y'all ain't shit. <clears throat> so, I mean, you, you, you shitting on all everybody, all these producers' face you smiling in front of and, and just kicking and partying with. You really look at us like some, some, a piece of shit if you yeah. disagree with this new act being mm. passed. How can you not understand that? Mm. You know what I mean? And if we're talking about a $1,000 tax on a $20,000 show, what's that, 5%? Yeah, man. And, it, and it, yeah, come on. Mm. You'll go to the mall before the show and spend that. Yeah, on, five man. times. Yeah, but come on. I mean, 
Motherfucker paying that just to ride in Ferraris on the weekend. Yeah, but like you just said, they are. Like, they There's a lot of green. There's a lot of green. It's like, like it's, I, uh, the, artists um, ain't gonna care that much. I think like, Mike Will yeah. and uh, a few other producers that told me that uh, I think when uh, when Two Chains got his deal, for the people who didn't make his first album, he still broke off everybody who played a part in his mixtape that got him his deal. Damn. He went back and broke Damn. motherfuckers off. Everybody ain't not got everyone's that. Not built like, everybody yeah. ain't built like that, bro. And then that's and that's, that's really on, how this shit should go. You know what I mean? That's on the person if they're a good person or not. You know, right. what I mean? which it shouldn't be like that. Because and that's why I say, man, when this act goes down and once it's uh, posted, any artist who disagree with that got to be I consider them a real low life, jealous, greedy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot, How man, did you, we, you know? We definitely got to try to shed as much light on that that yeah, this portion of the conversation. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it very be the important. Intro yeah. of the podcast. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Any, man, anything else that we can do to you know shed light and publicize it, man? Definitely. No, I believe me. I was, yeah. I'm definitely stay in contact with you, man. That's a whole lot of like you said, man. We got a whole lot we can cover, man. But yeah. feel free to hit me whenever, bro. I come in this motherfucker like whenever. Just something new might just pop up, and you might just want to get my outlook on it. it might be yeah. something happen next week. Right, right, you right. know. Shit, I pull up. And, and yeah. man, it's, that's just like the start of like what the, the problems producers face. Because one thing you said too is for these, these artists stay independent for so long, right? So it's nothing for independent artists to get a million spins on a record. And in and, and, and the current things, a million spins on Spotify is $4,000. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if that happens ten times over, that's 40000 And, you know, on the independent side, you know, they're not breaking off these producers. Like, producers See, like, that's what I'm saying. That's like, no what's the point structure? Yeah, for independent artists on that, like, of course, you know, you 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 register with Sound Exchange and all that shit, but it's still kind of be like, okay, hey, hey, man, hold on, what y'all doing? <laughs> and the and the mechanical the mechanical royalty <laughs> on a stream is only ten percent. So on a right. million spins, that's four thousand dollars. That's only four hundred dollars going to the publishing bucket, two hundred yeah, to the producer side. So we're talking about they get four bands, you get two hundred. He's got to share that, John. This should be. There's so you know many things saying, to man, it. Man, this thing. So I come from that era to where our royalty checks was crazy and our upfront money was crazy. Both of them. You know what I mean? To where <laughs> you could do math and say, oh, okay. Oh, uh, what? We did 1.5? Okay, let me multiply that. Hmm. My first royalty check should be about 70, maybe 80,000. Yeah. Like, right damn. now, you're just shooting in the dark. Right now, God you don't damn. know, you wouldn't even know where to start even calculating right now if mm. you just was to hear numbers. You know? So that and, means we. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Now, I was going to say, so that, that brings me to another point I want to talk about. That means we're in the, we're in an era where financial knowledge and what's the word? Financial literacy. The financial literacy is super important. Yes. And um, me being 50 years on this earth, I'm still learning more and more. I know a lot. But I'm still learning something new every day on just financial, just different things as far as how to move money around, you know. Um, I got a homeboy who basically been showing me how to play around on the, um, as far as playing with Bitcoin, not owning Bitcoin, but really, you know, just day trading. Spend about eight hours. You can make 500 a day really fucking around on the computer. Mm-hmm. I wish I, would, I could have him to break it down, but I could break it down in my terms. Basically, once you learn the patterns, man, and really mm-hmm. watch that shit, you'll know, be like, okay, boom, it's dropping. And he take advantage of when it drops and buy low. Because he know once you see the wave and it's a pattern that it does, you be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's going to go up. So once it go up, that's when you sell. Boom. Mm-hmm. You be done made like, you fucking around and make like $70 an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just doing that throughout the day. Just knowing when to buy and pull out. 
But yeah, yeah. They a lot of yeah. people won't put this. It's a real skill, and yeah, a lot of people, skill. a lot of people disrespect the skill, thinking but, they're just gonna go in and make a lot. And do it the same yeah. as yeah. And, see, and, that, and that's what it is. That's why I say you got to get in and see it. You're gonna have to really take time and just look at it. And you got to have two screens. You might have um, this one screen where you're looking at the Bitcoin. But when you start looking at the waves of the, of the regular stock market, you'd be like, oh, shit, these shits are similar. And boom, when that dropped, this one dropped. And with Bitcoin, you can actually sit there and, and buy and sell. Uh, well, you know what? Not Bitcoin. I think they just changed. It's another coin-based joint. Well, you can do that shit 24 hours a day. Mm. Some of them is just Hell a yeah. certain bracket. But, you can, yeah. but um, yeah, man, I know cats who's just sitting at the house right now, eight hours a day, making about 500 a day extra. Yeah. But that's just that, fucking around. That exact reason right there is why I'd argue with argue against you and say, I don't know if I would recommend that type of spec, like stock market speculation and Bitcoin, crypto Hell speculation yeah. to someone, especially someone that's like, okay, they got a couple of hits. I think they need to be putting that time and energy into the music versus like spending eight hours a day because you know it's going to take, it's a full-time job. Oh, you're talking like that. I'm talking about guys that are getting these first royalty oh, checks. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, my bad. Well, no, no. <laughs> guys who yeah. are getting the royalty checks need to buy some fucking land. That's what I, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yes. Because you were talking about that at the, yeah, time, buy huh? some land. Um, real estate. Yeah, definitely get some real estate. Uh, shit, start a, yeah, I think what, a decent subway might be about 40000 Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I heard twenty five. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. less than that. You know, mm. you just got to find your location because they're everywhere. But you find, it might be somewhere in a little county where you'd be like, oh shit, I done been four blocks and haven't seen a subway yet. No mm. sandwich shop. Let me go stick a subway right here. Oh, you're going to be killing them. Right Trap it hard. Five, five points, free game. Five points, <laughs> boom. Little mini subway. Yeah, right man. Right Hold on, free game. But you got motherfuckers who run to the jewelry store, keep buying run all these fucking ice necklaces and icebox. And shout out to Mo and them. They're my guys. But sometimes I look at Mo and I'm like, yo, man, y'all guys really are killing this shit. And like, <laughs> motherfuckers really, like, diamonds are really not rare. Right. Right, right. They're not. Yeah, most right, of yeah. most they're cheaper than, made yeah. nowadays, right? Man, yeah. pan, buy pan some them. fucking gold. Buy some, some some bars, some gold bars. Don't go to, I mean, I ain't gonna say don't go to I, but after you've been bought some, I come from the era to where you might have about two watches, you might have a long necklace and a short necklace. You know, we come mm-hmm. from the era where our necklace used to hang down our navel. Now everybody gets <laughs> shit up there like this. Yeah. Choke, chokers and shit. Some Liz Taylor type shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I mean, it's a gang of them. It's a gang of them. I see them, but I'm like, damn, bro. I'm glad I'm 50 because I like long chains. You know, hang down here, you know? Is it a thing? A lot of these people we see on social media, a lot of these artists and producers, are they living paycheck to paycheck, you think? Going and spending everything their last on these Re-upping items? Man, believe it or not, a lot of them still stay with their parents and you don't know it. A lot of them might have two or three roommates. They ain't carrying no real bills. You facts, know what I mean? Facts, yeah. facts. Motherfuckers, what we be call facts. basement pimps. And, and they're like, not building right. wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ain't right. building nothing. You're like, yo, you still, like, if you was paying your own utilities and had your own crib, you would really think twice about spending all that money on that fucking jewelry mm-hmm. and all that unnecessary yeah. shit. You know what I mean? A lot of them don't really have no real bills in their name and no real shit popping off or paying any type of real taxes. And it's like, I don't know, man. Just the, the whole jewelry game, I, I, it, it plays its part, but it ain't as special like, as it used to be. See, one thing, and these straight facts, between the 60s, late 60s, and 
late 90s. Really, man, only the dope man could really afford them kind of, that kind of jewelry. Mm. Athletes weren't even getting paid that much. Mm. Ooh. Entertainers, rap singers, some of your biggest singers, they were making cool money. Roger Troutman, y'all who know who Roger Troutman is? Definitely mm. heard the name. That Sounds was the familiar. first guy using the um, vocoder. Oh, oh so computer rough, love. So computer mm. love, mm. all that. Now, he, he, he used to come do shows. Oh, he used to, well, Gang of Diamond Necklaces. That's the first guy I seen. But when you saw people spending that kind of money, they was mimicking the dope man. Because the dope man and the pimps was the only ones who could afford that kind of jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how good of a job you had. You weren't finna spend no 40000 or 100000 on no necklace. Only the dope man would do that. So... A lot of what artists are doing now, they really, and, and athletes, they really mimicking the dope man. Mm, super. Damn. What the fuck? With the cars, standing on the couch, making it rain, the Ooh. jewelry. BMF. The whole shit. Ooh. Before BMF. Like, yeah, and Meech come from that era to where, yeah. and Meech used to say it, like, hey man, we the stars. Like, Ooh. you know, the old Chambers brothers, you had a lot of, like, big time drug kingpins. When you look at the old Osley brothers, um, album covers with all that fly minks and shit they were wearing. <laughs> man, only the dope man and the pimps would, could afford those kind of clothes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, we got this era to where you got rappers who used to look, either saw it themselves or either saw videos and was like, oh shit, boy, damn, them motherfucker balling hard. When I get some money, I'm gonna do yeah. that. So that's why now a lot of them looking like the dope boys now. Run DMC. But really ain't got Airbnb shit. Airbnb and Rakim, when they put all them chains on, it wasn't no too many rappers. They had on some of their boys' chains on their album cover. Then later on, they did show money. They got some show money and was able to get their own oh. jewelry. But back in the 80s, no, when you see a lot of rappers with, them, with a whole lot of jewelry, oh man, that was, come on, the dope boy, man, that came through and let him wear his shit. Mm. He getting all his jewelry back. Boom. Mm. You know what I mean? But only a few motherfuckers were really able to afford that kind of real jewelry. Like, you know, the big hollow ropes. Now, that's one thing. Them shits, I had big ropes. Everybody went through those. That was just 10 karat gold mm-hmm. hollow. Them shits were not solid. Mm. Damn. Like, you got some hollow Cuban links out there right now, too. Mm. Yeah. But <laughs> Text. Yeah, you know what I mean? And they just layer the diamonds on the outside. Yeah, them shits were super light. Yeah. You know, you just got the diamonds on them, but they some light-ass hollow Cuban links. But you won't know, because who finna let you weigh they shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. And then you got the, a lot of motherfuckers got the Morzenite due to the mm-hmm. Covard group, mm-hmm. you know? So, that's... The same way that motherfucker could clone a sheep or a human being right. or anything. You got motherfuckers in Brazil who's making fake Ferraris and Lamborghinis. Yeah. Really? Yeah, every, anything could be copied and made. Anything. That's Except why. video games, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But they duplicate them. So, and, but they were, like I say, but it's just mm-hmm. hard to hear to break the code now. But anything that just out here, like you got, think about it when the fake um, Dre headphones came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dre's, the white the ones. Fake AirPods right. out. Yeah, like, and, but you shit. won't know it till you put them on. But as far as the look, you'd be like, yeah. these are the real fucking Dre's, right. beats by Dre's. But if you put them on, you say, oh, no, nah, these ain't it. Mm-hmm. But looking at them, it's the same thing. So my whole thing is, yeah, that's why a lot of these rappers are doing that shit because they trying to compete with the dope boys. But oh, I'm gonna, they, I'm, they, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I make one, make one diamonds to him. Yeah, I know he had all this old school, but motherfucker, I got old school too. It's like they, they a lot of them ain't really living their own lifestyle. They trying to either outdo the dope boys or either outdo each other. 
This super fast. I'm a motherfucker who I'm I'm when I go shopping, I get what I like. I can't see by four hundred, spending four hundred on no jeans. I don't give a fuck. I could be worth twenty million, thirty, hundred million. I'm not finna spend but so much on a pair of jeans <laughs> or even a pair of sneakers. Four hundred for a pair of sneakers? Don't you know how many bags I would walk out the mall with with 400? <laughs> Macy's? What? I'd rather get Show. a certain amount of polos Tell. and a certain amount of jeans. Niggas spend a band on the sneakers, man. Yeah, a band on some fucking sneakers. This is... Put the rent on the sneakers. You only can wear with one outfit. Right. You can only post a couple pictures on IG and You can't for wear it but so many times. Like, right. oh, man, he always wearing them. Yeah. Like, no, man. Like, get the fuck out of here. So Once I you start, you got to keep up. <laughs> You got to keep it. Once people see right, you like right. that, then they going to be able to, and the minute that shit slow down, they going to be, oh boy, I see you ain't got down. Right. Oh, you change it. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you know how niggas, why I got down, boy? <laughs> <laughs> why you got down? You ain't wearing no goddamn. Where the guinea at? Where the oh, bins? And before start asking, right. but you don't wear that goddamn necklace no more. Even like, nah, man. Like, now people can start looking yeah, and right. see his shit. That's going to fuck up your business. Out, right. so, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's, <laughs> and it's bad, man. Because um, when I hear about the money that they're spending every time, like they're spending like set, no less than 70000 every time they go to the jewelers. That's facts. Bro, that blows facts. my mind. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Bro, I said crazy. And we bro. talking about some shit that ain't going nowhere. We talking about you spending seventy on something that's just sitting there. It's just, you, almost yeah, got a, you almost got a radio budget on your on your they, wrist. Uh, that motherfucker ain't pulling no type of. But can't give you a thousand, a, a thousand. No for cash a beat. flow. No, you know what I'm saying? Can't give you nothing for a beat. Yeah. All right. No compensation. There you go. That's no problem. But, no compensation. But it's the producers too. It's the producers that are getting these advances, and they're going straight to the jewelry store with it too. Because they once again see, we, we the guys who most producers, man, we. We 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 want to play and get some cool shit. It's a certain car that we like, but when you got a producer who's kind of com- trying to compete with the artist a little bit or trying to be an artist himself, he feels it's necessary to do that. Yeah. But a producer that's just a producer, a behind the scenes guy, he's chilling. Right. Mm-hmm. He might have a nice ass house. You'd be like, oh shit, bro, <laughs> woo, woo. Yeah. Cause that's what he wants. He ain't trying to compete with nobody. Yeah? He might be a custom built house. But if it's a producer that's trying to be an artist himself, hell yeah, he he's going to go by this, try to get the same jewelry that the artists are wearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get that that same light. Right. You know? All right. Let's say you got a 17-year-old son right now who has a first job. And what would your financial advice be to that? No, nah, let's not say first job. Let's say first placement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean... First placement. Okay, first yeah, place. You can't do job, much with that's 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 Okay, job, first place. That's a good question, though. Let's see where you're going. Because the majority of people are not there yet. That's why oh, we yeah. get the majority of our questions are, yo, how do I get my first place? And how do I get my first place? These yeah, guys yeah. that have, are asking right. that, okay. they usually are working a job, maybe getting thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. What mm-hmm. if that, oh, that's like, a good job. That's 30, a good ass 30, job. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, 15000 ain't getting that, My first job, I was getting 15000 a year. 30 is kind of steep. Okay, 30, whatever, $15,000 a year. What should you be doing on a monthly basis to make sure you secure financially? Like, I what, feel like that's you're, saying, you're saying if he make it how much a year? I mean, most guys that are watching our stuff is between 24 and 30, and the median income is $40,000. So let's say an advice for someone that's making 40000 a year, that's what, two, three, that's about three, right. 40000 a year is a lot of money, though. bro. Bro, but our, the average person watching our podcast I don't is think between that. 24 to 36. Nah, bro, we got a lot of teenagers. Let's call it, it 20000 a year. 20, right. I think what, that's teenagers? the average person making that, okay, with no kids. 
No kids. Yeah, no kids. Yeah, got it. That's good. Oh, if you got kids, you're over with. Okay, but at that age, is he still... See, it's a few things you got to ask. Is he still staying with his parents? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? If you if you're a young cat, you know, and if they, you know if your parents are still cool, it's better if y'all got a big ass house. Cause um, what's his name? Um, what's my man name? Um, do a lot of Drake's production. Forty? No, the younger one. <laughs> hit you boy got Max. Uh, no, no you got forty. You got what's his name? Um, he said hit boy. Little, little, what do you say? Little, little Maxi on the beat. No, no, I'm talking about what he. No, not, 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 not none of the recent. Mm. It's um, you got forty. Come on, y'all. Name name the main producers on on oh, oh, Murder did a lot with Murder. Murder. He did one with Tip. He did one with Tip. Oh, go get it. Go get it. Oh, what's go. his name? Yeah. Um, yeah, who did that? Yes, <laughs> he did a few Drake's joints. Young dude. T minus. T minus. Okay. T minus. He doing Wayne shit at the peak of his career. T minus was getting major checks. Guess what? He gladly told me. He said, "Too man, I ain't gonna lie. Still stay with my parents, dog." He said, man, I'm stacking up, bro. He said, I'm going to get me a house, but man, my parents ain't trying to kick me out. Mm-hmm. And I ain't, they say, man, if I just want to entertain some girls, I could go to get a room or whatever. Yeah. But man, I still stay with my parents. So that's what I'm saying. It's a difference if you got a guy okay. who's staying How with his this? parents and, this and, person, and working hard. Let's say this per- or, person has an extra 500 a month spending. After all bills are paid, everything, he got 500 a month. Is that fair? I ain't never been at a point like that until I had a business. Damn, bro. Five, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's for himself. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of, I feel like point, when bro. we're talking job. Yeah, like I got an extra, whatever, 500 a month. <sighs> All I can say, man, is really just let the, let the shit build up. Put a, a hundred to the side and just don't fuck with it. Mm. And something that and you build your credit. Something that you, yeah, or something that you're going to have to bust open to get to. You know what I mean? That's that old school shit, you know? Take the cash out, put it in an envelope. Oh, no, man. Or either just fold it up and drop it in a big ass water bottle, some mm. type shit, you know, the big plastic bottle, yeah. and just drop drop it in there every once in a while and be like, yo, break glass in case, cut through plastic in case of emergency. Yeah. But um, and hopefully you won't have an emergency. But if you just take that, yeah, a hundred out of that every month and just drop it and don't give a fuck about it, make that a habit, almost like a workout. Oh, mm-hmm. you go to check. Oh, let me do my regular routine, fold up a hundred, mm-hmm. drop mm-hmm. it in there. Shit, I like. Sometimes when I come home with my change, I put my change in a certain jar, and by the end of the year, man, it might be about like fifteen hundred dollars in that motherfucker worth a quarter. Mm. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah, wow. I yeah, a lot of you fill up them jars, just drop that shit off. I'm talking about every time you spend money, right? That you, shit you count. Up shit pocket count. full of quarters or whatever. Sometimes you go to the car wash and don't spend, but you know you get five dollars mm-hmm. worth of quarters, but right. you might only spend two dollars and be straight. The rest of the quarters, I'm just dropping them in my shit. So yeah, and I just and I fold a few dollars up, strip mm. club money, and just fold the dollars up. So I'm saying, at a certain age, that's what you want to do. But if you got kids and shit now, that's a really your goal is to really try to make more than that. You know what I mean? Um, for an honest living, uh, hardworking person. But your goal is to really, while doing that, try to find out what you're great at. Find out what your gift is. What what you know you you run around here to, to find out what what you could do. You know what what God has given you. What can you mm. do to generate something? Because everybody got one. Now everybody in this room have a billion dollar idea, a trillion dollar idea. Everyone, each one of us. She do, all of us. But we just got to pull it out. Mm. Think about it. Like there's something that you've thought of in your years of being on this planet where you was like, oh man. I thought about that. Damn, they done pulled that shit out. I thought about that like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember when the AirPods came out. I was like, 
Bro, I remember when I was young, I was like, I wish they could just cut the headphones off. That is. Yeah, that I'm that is. <laughs> the same way that you had a little boy who couldn't find nobody to toss him the motherfucking ball mm -hmm. to practice hitting baseballs. What he did was tie the ball onto a string oh, I, I even and hit that, that shit on the tree. And, and they made that into a real toy. Hasbro ended up buying that shit. Lil dude still a um, shit, multimillionaire from that. Yeah. Just that idea of taking that little backyard idea of tying a ball, a string around a ball, and so we hit it, we keep coming back to him. And so it just turned that shit into a toy. Lonnie Johnson with the um, Super Soaker. He took a 16-ounce Coke bottle, ran these tubes, and figured out the pressure. You pull this pressure through here to shoot back and come out. Psh, yeah, he got the whole prototype at his office. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's give some advice for someone that's actually doing well. That's not just with barely making ends meet. Let's say someone's got 50000 a year. Okay. What do you do with that money? Plethora. Man, it's one thing I would say. Um, would you invest in education first and be knowledgeable about going into real estate? Would you say just put your money in like Yo, that's what I was about to say. It depends on what you really want to do with yourself. That's why I'm like, you got to find out exactly what you want to do in life, period. So, you know, yeah, if you want to get into tech, yeah, you might want to put yourself through a technical school, not a university. Because mm -hmm. you're paying for all that old campus and shit. We talking about a technical <laughs> school where you go over there and all the books you got are strictly for that. Right. right. For that feel. Right. Mm -hmm. Not like you carrying 10 other books on some other shit that right. your parents done paid for and... Right. You know what I mean? All these high-ass high loans and shit that you had to pay off years later. But yeah, if you... Shit. You're a mother who's making 50 or whatever, you happen to have barbering skills. Okay, keep this job, but go on and open you a barbershop. You know what I mean? I've been cutting hair since seventh grade. I always say, I just choose to open up a barbershop. Shit, I'm going to own that motherfucker and I'll be in there cutting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's so many things, man. Shit, flipping cars, get a dealer's license. Find out what everybody want. All right, cool. We could be a few Hondas and Acuras and shit. Advertise and shit. I'm getting these cars maybe $2,000 less or $1,500 less than what they are. Yeah, yeah. And flipping cars. That's why I, that carried me for a while. Mm. Flipping cars, yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and shit, right now, you got things changing around the city. I'm just waiting for everything to open up. You know, hemp is definitely legal here. Mm -hmm. But um, Shoot, they just have CBD flowers. Like, yeah, yeah, all that. But well, well growing it though. No, uh, right now I've seen it at the. Well, the flowers here, but right now it ain't it ain't open for the growers. Oh, See, only okay. growers are like in I think Tennessee, uh, Carolina, and I think uh, Oklahoma, if I'm mistaken. Mm. But um, the minute that they open it up for the growers to grow here, yeah, I got some acres and shit. I'm about to fuck with. Mm. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah, the city about to change. We just wait for them to open it all the way up. So being ready for some of that too, huh? Being ready for the opportunity. Yeah, being ready. Yes, yeah. yes. Got to be a position, man. But it's a, it's a, it, that shit is like infinite, man. It's a, it depends on the individual. Cause I could shoot a motherfucker all kind of shit to yeah, move, yeah. how to move his money around. But if he ain't built for that, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Facts. It's like everybody ain't built for flipping cars. And don't feel like me no no motherfucker, man. Like okay. <laughs> Person called me for the car. Yeah, hey man, meet me or whatever. Where you at? All right, I'll meet you at Cumberland Mall parking lot. Mm, and I'll be in it. Yeah, Nissan 300ZX. Yeah, won't, won't, won't. Yep. Uh, brand new engine's got this many miles, man. You know, it might be a dude with his mom. Like, what you think? Yeah, all right. Cool. If you're interested, all right, we'll meet at uh, whatever bank and whatever. And I have somebody drive me home, or either mm -hmm. drive me home and boom, here you go. Here you go the title. Yeah. And it's that simple. You know what I mean? Flipping cars definitely is always a, that's always a win. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you like, but once again, 
but being a active, but that, but definitely going with your question. Let's say for a guy in the entertainment business who's hella hella active and don't really have time to be flipping cars or whatever, but making money. Yeah, you got to find that one person who you trust mm-hmm. to help you uh, to start a business with, whether it's your wife or it might be a relative or a relative that you could trust. Right. Because everybody, <laughs> all the relatives they built, it might end up being a good friend or it might be just a, a, a woman that you done met that right. just happened to have a hell of a, mm-hmm. hell of be, might be hella business savvy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You might just have her to help you run this business while you're out here touring over here in Dubai doing shows or whatever. And somebody who you could trust because that's, that that takes a minute too. So that's why a lot of people don't really start businesses until they done slowed down a little bit, you know? Right. You know, after they done changed lifestyles or whatnot. You know what I mean? Right, right. But just being a, a active artist, just still running around here doing shows all over. Yeah, what time do you really have to right. start a business for right. real, for real? But right. at least put that shit to the side, you know, instead of buying all that damn jewelry, man. No, that's a, that's a lot of goddamn money, man. When you think about it, and when you think of what you're getting back, you got something made that for you with your name on it. And if they, and first thing they think, oh well, you know they could take the diamonds out of this. Sixty percent of those diamonds going to get damaged mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. removing them. The value to just them went off just like. You've lost value just by plucking them bitches back out. Right, whatever right. jewelry that you're getting to do it. So it's like whatever you they spending, man, the, the value of that shit, almost like they say, if you pull a car off the lot and the value just dropped, oh, that shit's even worse when it comes to jewelry. You know, you like wearing nice shit, but right now it really don't, you know, it really don't really represent nothing like it used to. Because yeah. everybody got on jewelry now. Fact, everybody. Yeah. We were at Top Golf, man. It's like, <laughs> Every single base, like yeah. everybody's iced out. Yeah, yeah. See, I come, I come from the day to where it'd be like, damn, God damn, look at that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now so many people Everybody with it, it's like, right, nigga, Dillard. I got rid of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had, I had a crazy rollie, but see, my, when I got my rollie, I only paid what about seven thousand, mm-hmm. but it was worth like fifteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. But it was one of my homeboys who was about to go sit down. Mm. So when you got somebody who's about to, you know, sit down and do some time, they go, mm. they selling all their fucking yeah. jewelry. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you get it for the low. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I, I've been about buying, even when it comes to the cars and everything I got, I, I, don't, I don't have to have the new, new car. Give me mm. just some nice shit. Mm. Might be about three years old, mm. but I'm getting it for the low low. Right. You see what I'm saying? But just trying to pay top price for all this shit, man, you fuck around and go broke out here trying to compete with these motherfuckers. Right, because I just think about all the people, like, even that have a regular job, like, and that, that just spending money on food. Right, right, yeah, just like that. Eats, yeah. Like, stuff like that, where they could be That's the killing. It and redirecting it into a per- certain path. But I think it's cool, cool, like how you said, not everybody's built for a certain way. You just got to figure out what it is you're built for. Yeah, that you're built for, yeah. You know? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a gang of shit, man. Just like, um, Right now, you got um, Antoine Patton, big boy from Outkast. Mm-hmm. You know, he have those um, those trailers that they they rent out for movies. You know, mm-hmm. like when the, for the stars to go yeah. change their clothes. I feel like I seen, I heard about that. Yeah, that's his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he got a few of them out there. So now when you see movie sets, there are a lot of those. It's a 80% chance of them using his trailers. So. And those are not cheap. Those trailers are a couple million dollars. Like yeah. American Idol, theirs was like, <clears throat> like $2 million. <clears throat> and it, it's like... It, it has kitchens in there and shit? Yeah, the kitchens, the whole thing. Yeah, to where, whether it's, whether it's a video shoot or a movie being shot or whatever, yeah. And the celebrities, 
want to change for a different scene or whatever, mm-hmm. okay, go to the trail and change. So Big Boy mm-hmm. is basically, you know, facilitizing, you know, giving those. Okay, of course, trailers. Any of like the, um, like, because when you said you were passing the bill, it makes me think, do you ever do anything like related to government or trying to pass any certain certain policies as far as like zoning or working with people in, in any real estate or just trying to pass laws to allow certain things? Like, are you active in, politi- uh, in the politics? Not really. I should be. You seem um, like you would be. <clears throat> actually, um, one thing, um, it broke my heart, man. Um, I can't think of the athlete's name, man. It was a guy who played for the Braves for a while. He invested a lot of money into the YMCA over there off university, man. They mm-hmm. had Pro Tools. They had all these fucking Mac computers mm-hmm. in there. I was going through there, giving them, you know, the music classes, mm-hmm. talking to them or whatever. And man, I'll say about a month later, dog, man, they came in that motherfucker, boy, that place was straight crickets. Boy, they had them robbed and took everything out of that motherfucker. And they never did crank the school back up. So that was going to be something. So it's kind of like you be wanting to give these kids, they definitely need an outlet. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. Even like, like when y'all was just talking about the clubs, a lot of these kids ain't got shit to do, man. Um, there's a few things I would love to um, <clears throat> do. I would love to create a school that's teaching um, way more than just, you know, English. That joint is burnt. The British I mean, settlers came here <laughs> this year. What fucking part is that going to play in 2020 <laughs> right, right. in my life? Right. For real. Right. And all I need math-wise is algebra. Is a that's little the bit highest. of algebra, and I stopped at algebra too. Mm-hmm. I right. took two electromechanics uh, class. You know, see, we was able to take electives back then. Okay. Yeah. You could take auto mechanic, wood tech, Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and by the time you graduate, shit, you know how to build a house. Yeah, you got work on your own car. You got a trade, right? Took trades, man. When they took that out of schools, that hurt, bro. Right. So, yeah, we need that again. Like something that's really teaching these kids something, man. Like we don't even have home ec, so Facts. motherfuckers don't even know how to cook no more. They, t- they trying to take six so, out. So let me ask you this. No, go ahead. No, you good. And I would love to just create a school that teaches. You could okay. We this don't learn the, the yeah the book stuff over here. But let's have a whole nother school about two days out the week that's going to teach you about life. Yeah. Right. You know, balancing your um, your bank account, taxes, understanding um, importing and exporting mm-hmm. and, and uh, being a buyer and being a seller. Right. The value of things, what's holding value. Like, and t- kids can be taught anything at whatever age, man. Right. Once they get old enough to speak and, and words come out, oh, you can teach them anything. Yeah, they're impressionable. Yeah. Very. I mean, like, it ain't, it's infinite, you know, because that's one thing we do. We get caught up in feeling like, oh, I ain't ready to talk to my daughter or my son about this until they get this age. No. You can talk to that shit while they're four years old and right. they mm. understand it's, like, it's just like teaching them ABCs, teaching yes. them how to balance the checkbook, teaching them financial literacy. Yeah. Right. What were you about to say? I was going to say, um, so let, let's put, put you in a scenario here, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're 19 years old right now in 2020. Super passionate about getting in the music industry, being a producer. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What's your plan? What would I do? If I was a producer in that position, trying to get the world to just know that I'm even on this earth breathing. And get some money in your pocket. And yeah. get money. Your 19-year-old kid, no money. Something like this, maybe not this expensive, but I would have some type of camera set up, letting the world know that I do this shit for real. Like, hey, hey, y'all, what's up, man? 
DJ Toon. Yeah, I'm in mom's <laughs> basement. But let y'all hear this beat. Yeah, I was on last week. You know, the quality wasn't good, but I got a better mic now. Mm. So I'm finna let y'all do it. I call this beat such and such. You might just sit there and watch me cook up some shit. Like, damn, that shit fire. Dude just cooked up a nice ass beat in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And boom. Uh, about a few days later, he on YouTube again. Oh shit, that's that little dude. Oh, it's another one. This ain't the same one. Oh, he make it. Damn, that shit fire too. I think producers gotta move around like an artist. You gotta mm -hmm. you know, promote yourself like an artist and just that you want people to hear your shit, but first thing they got to know that you even own this earth breathing. Mm -hmm. That you even hear. So I always say, man, you know, and you got some, but man, you know, I don't want to go on YouTube, man. This shit ain't copywritten. Motherfucker, somebody gonna bite it, they gonna bite it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, DJ Toomp type beat all over YouTube. <laughs> Mike Will type beat. Metro Boomin type beat. You know yeah. what I mean? That shit goes. So you can't really just stop that. But yeah, I would say, man, yeah, you got to put content out there as a producer the same way as a as, as an artist would. You just got to put yourself out there. And um, just let motherfuckers know, because if people hear it, and now we talking about the internet, we talking about when you hit enter, that shit is going around the whole planet. Mm. Mm. It ain't just motherfuckers around Atlanta in your neighborhood hearing those beats. No, when you hit this and you start, you know, of course, it might take a while. You'll be like, damn, we got that damn 220 views. Just put another one out. Just keep going. Especially if you got the, the camera, the, the facility to do that shit. Just do that. that that's the first step. I'm what not, is that? Oh, go ahead. No. I was going to say, what is that 19-year-old also avoiding? What you mean? And like while you're doing this, what are you avoiding? Like being like, nah, I'm not gonna be a part of this. Avoiding. Hmm. Or choosing to stay away from. <laughs> Giving motherfuckers your stems. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hold on to your stems as long as possible. For real. And if you do a two track, let it be. You could, you, you kind of want to have a good mix of your two track but then you want to have an I8 mix too that way a motherfucker really can't do it so much <laughs> even if it's got to have your name throughout the whole motherfucker for know? real like, like Damn, how Southside them be doing cause I only see Southside get it oh no no yeah Southside he definitely get a pass with, with that like I be hearing oh Southside through the beat and sometimes yeah and then the you know and then um, yeah and sometimes we and I mean I'm guilty of it you know me and my homeboy Bink we talk about it all the time it's like hey man we gotta hold on to our stems because after you give somebody a two-track, boom, they rock it to it, they done wrote to it. Hey, man, we make it. Can I, can I get, the, get the track out? Nah, that's golden. Like, you get ready to have all my kicks, my snares, and you get mm. ready to actually, hey, you about to spend money to have somebody to mix this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So some money is about to get spent if you ask it for my stems. True, true. So that means you need to at least give me half of what, I'm, what I want for my track, period. Somebody want your, your, your track out? They need to at least pay you half of that shit up front of whatever you charge. They, that shit ain't none of their fucking business to have. That ain't, that ain't, that's none of their business to have until they ready to spend money. So don't give folks your track outs, man. Two man. tracks only. No, no. On the financial side, are you put, would you be putting all your eggs into the production basket? Would you be trying to start a business on the side while working on your music? Would you be well, going to college? Degree. Well, like I say, that, that still goes back to the individual. No, I'm talking about you. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you be doing? Shit. Getting, yeah, getting skills up on certain other things. Yeah, definitely. Okay, you saying like after a check have come? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you. While you're, I'm still grinding to be a producer. You're 19, you got no contacts. Oh, no, no. You I got to have a job beats. somewhere. First of all, I got to have a job. I want a job. I want to be make working somewhere and making beats when I get off. Mm. 
That's yeah. Damn, don't, don't, don't sit around making beats, holding your breath, hoping the placement gonna buy you goddamn. Ooh. No, don't do that. That's a Ooh. fuck up. That's why people always. You remember the the the, the term they say, "Don't quit your day job." <laughs> that shit still exists in 2020. Yeah, facts. No, don't quit your job until you get some shit going. That that's yeah. some. Uh, what's the guy that. named Marquez who wrote Waterfalls? Yeah, for TLC, a dude named Marquez. He wrote uh, Don't Let Go for um, In Vogue. Don't let go, what's this gonna be? It was mm-hmm. on the um, soundtrack when Queen Latifah and them was robbing the banks and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, set, set it, it off. off. Yeah. So that was a big record. Marquez had two big records produced by Organized Noise, written by him. That man was still managing at a hotel, bro, while these songs were banging and killing the charts. And man, never quit that because you got to understand. First of all, there's no type of, that's why you can't knock the working man at all. A Mm -hmm. motherfucker working at Ford or GMC right now, he may not be balling like the average artist, but by the time he's 60, 70 years old, he's going to have a, uh, when he retire, he's going to have a check coming to him every month. Mm -hmm. This rapper trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you done went through money, but boom, you got to pay so many taxes because you really didn't understand money. You really didn't understand money while you was making it. So IRS on your ass. Mm-hmm. Over here, this guy General Motors, they they take the taxes out on him. So that last thing that he, if anything, the IRS finna cut him a check. Right, right. And like I say, when he retire and just sitting in there with his wife chilling, watching football, it's a check for about three thousand dollars a month before coming to his house. Mm-hmm. Every month because he's retired. That's that plan. We don't have that in the music business. As entrepreneurs, we got to create our own shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Create the security. You got to create that security because mm-hmm. that's one thing. When a mother gets a certain age, you'd be like, all right, whoa, damn. So my partner who's working at the post office and retired, damn, if I ain't, I'm not smart and move my shit around enough, that motherfucker going to be living better than me by the time we Facts. in our mm-hmm. mid-60s. Facts. Facts. You gonna be Johnny? I look uh, goddamn sixty years old. Hey boy, hey man, you know, shit. You like number five? I just wanna play my beats. <laughs> Grandpa here playing beats. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? So you got to set yourself up, man. That's why sometimes, yeah, if you, if you can, yeah, don't quit that job if you got a good one. Shit, the biggest gem on this uh, episode. Hold right on. Now. Yeah. Because biggest gym. Yeah, that's if you're not gonna do anything wise with that bread, yeah, you better set up something because boy, that retirement plan, everybody ain't got it. And they don't think about it till they get to it. You got some motherfuckers who don't even feel like they're gonna live that long. Mm. <clears throat> but they don't even what the consider fuck? it. They don't give a fuck. Come on, think about these mm-hmm. when you see motherfuckers doing all these drugs, they really trying to get it. they really just mo- just anybody, period. Any human that's abusing drugs. Letting you know that they don't give a fuck right. about life. They ready to kind of, they kind of ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even though they be making a lot of money, they kind of tired of it. You mm-hmm. be like, damn, oh, yeah, you doing it's really good. It's like really a cry, like, letting yeah, it's, it's a cry out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's shit real, bro. So, like I say, my nigga Marquez kept that job and most likely shit. You got, just think, were you working, were you keeping your job? That, that they 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 got the insurance policy over there. Mm-hmm. You could go goddamn get your checkups, get your, all your dental shit work. Mm-hmm. Ain't coming out your pocket for nothing. GM paying for that, Ford paying for that, UPS paying for that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? 
You got the benefits that come with a job, but to have that and a record on the goddamn charts and kind of, yeah, okay, I may not be able to go to L.A. and post up like I want to and shop beats around, mm, but you up. <laughs> I'm up. So my thing, yeah, don't quit. Yeah, don't. Rappers too. Don't sit around waiting for the um, a placement in order to start living and, and making money. No, you got to work until that shit catch because sitting around, and certain artists that may approach me, I could tell the ones who really depending on this shit to feed them. Like, to them, boy, I got to make it, boy. And whoop, whoop, whoop. And they, you know, just when you hear their story, be like, you got about three kids, huh? Well, how you know? Damn. I could just hear it in your voice. Because I could tell that you trying to make money more than break it as an artist. You want to make some money. Mm. <laughs> And that ain't no good position to be in in this business. Right, hell no. Because then pretty. you put you emotional and shit. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's why you hear about motherfuckers quit to sign all type of other contracts because right, they right. ain't got nothing else going on. Man, how he signed that fucked up contract? Why that nigga going back to Cash Money Records? Because they ain't got shit else going on. They you know that, what I mean? They waved that check in front of your face and you said, hell yeah. A lot right. of them don't even have diplomas. And a few people, you know, you can get creative without a diploma. <laughs> you can. See, we can name a gang of them. Yeah, yeah. But if you got a motherfucker without a diploma and 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 still haven't educated himself in something, because you can right, still have right. a, a dip, uh, not have a diploma but be educated. Right. Right. Master plumber makes six figures. I'll say you being yeah. I'll say you being like general, general population. General population can't pull money out the ass. They're not hustlers. This is general population talking right now. Real shit. This is general population. They can't pull money out the ass. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, man, and 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 it's and that's where we are, and it's sad because that's really what this shit is becoming, man. Let me tell you, I was loving this shit before I knew it was checks attached to it. Mm-hmm. I was just the fact that like, oh shit, man, you heard this shit? I played that shit for my friend. They like, boy, you did that? Hell yeah, <laughs> that's the best. Man, feeling, that shit bro. hard as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, who are you gonna give it to? I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't know that I was. It was real money attached to this shit. Mm-hmm. To where the big publishing and shit get picked up by a movie soundtrack, another hundred thousand, and just oh, if it make a Coca Cola commercial, that could be another goddamn hundred. Right. Like this shit could pay you for the rest of your life if you just get creative with your catalog. But before I knew any of that shit, I had the love for it. But now you got a generation of cats, you know, shit, man, you know, why well, I, I, I think I'm gonna fuck with that music, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I so accurate. I know, right? <laughs> what you mean? How? <laughs> shit, just fuck with that music. You know, shit, I'm a goddamn star rapping. So you're going to start rapping. Have you ever thought about it? No, dog, shit. Yeah, I got there. I ain't finna go back to jail. So you got motherfuckers right now who really are in the music business right. because they don't want to go back to jail, bro. Right. I'm telling you, one thing about me, bro, you're going to get real conversation from me. Mm. That's, it's nah, it's, it's, it's motherfuckers who it's too deep get to it's hurting feelings. I don't even charge <laughs> people for this shit, man. It's people who have me come to their house talk to their kids, man, about this type of shit right here, bro. Or, and yeah. I don't have no problem sitting in their living room in their big ass house telling their little spoiled ass <laughs> kid, hey man, get your shit together, man. <laughs> Mom them could die tomorrow, motherfucker. Mm. They ain't finna say that, but I'm gonna tell you, nigga, motherfucker die tomorrow, boy. If you don't know Ooh. shit. You don't know shit. Learn about the business that your dad got, man. Right, right. Learn how to run that motherfucker by the time you get 14. Mm. You know what I mean? At least 16. Two, yeah. 
<clears throat> some motherfuckers be so spoiled that but they they parents be on a goddamn ten million dollar business, but they just want to graduate. They, they parents send them to college. They little spoiled ass. They down there fucking up. They not finna finish. <laughs> You're not gonna finish. Your parents rich as fuck, and you still wondering why they sent you because they tired of you. Right. But if you hung around <laughs> them and let them know that hey, I want to help you run this business, mom. Okay, you know we gonna send you to the school of business. To where you ain't got to be at this university. You're going to learn how to run our business. Matter of fact, mm. you're going to hang around us. Ooh. Fuck a college. You coming to work with me every day. It's too real. If you and got the opportunity you know, to have a parent that runs a business, that right. is like That's one crazy, of the biggest bro. blessings you can... Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> it's a big blessing, but everybody ain't cut out for it. Out of, let's say if you got this parent, goddamn... And I've heard plenty of these situations where a uh, motherfucker may have a business of... of a big, huge business with three kids. Neither one of them is interested. Right, right. It might be his nephew. Right. His right, brother's right. son who end up stepping up. Hey, uh, man, let me come to work with you. Be like, damn, you're the only one out of the family who's willing to get up mm-hmm. and go to work with me every day. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> you my son, you my brother's son. Mm-hmm. But you're my son now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you out of these three little motherfuckers over here, I love them to death. <laughs> but you the one who I see who can help me run my shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's you got to kind of you got to mold mold the kids into that shit, and you kind of got to mold yourself into that type shit too. And it's and it's and it's, it's hard, man, because now people are so fascinated with being popular, mm-hmm. getting some shine, to where they don't even um, understand just the the first steps of that of, of yeah, shit. Of that. You know what I mean? So you mean you holding your breath, man? You know, if I um, how could I put it? And I hate to go into this dumb voice, but it's the motherfucker, you know. You know, when you describe people, you everybody go into that little tone. Because so many motherfuckers sound like that when they talking stupid shit. Shit, too. How we do a good job, man? You sit around, make beats all day because, motherfucker, I work my way to where I can sit in here and do this shit for 24 hours. Right. But if I sign you as a producer, that don't mean you finna get on. That fast? Right, right. You may have to keep your job until I get you a mm, placement. Fast. Damn. You see what I'm saying? Fast. You got a lot of motherfuckers who I done, I done signed a few motherfuckers who thought that they could just be around me all day and they're like, nah, <laughs> bro. Like, damn, bro, you just got to check. Yeah, yeah, that came from some old shit. Or that came from this. Like, shit, man, what I got to do to get checked? I mean, you got to do your shit, but if you sitting around here depending on this to actually feed you, Ooh. Oh, bro, you need right. to go clock in somewhere and come here when you get off. Mm. I think oh, I think some crazy. people are delusional about like uh, how long a small little advance is going to last, too. Because if you ain't never uh, seen no money, you think $5,000, oh, yeah, that's just going to last me till the next check. Who I signed, I gave them 20K. Ooh. Easy. And boy, they burned through that motherfucker. I watch them, too. I'd be like, oh, boy, I see you. You just want to shine, huh? Oh my God. And I'd be like, oh, okay, boy, I see you car, boy. What you got there, boy? Like, oh, okay, 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 cool. You, you ain't spent too much for that. Nice. That's nice. But you see a mother who's trying to kind of, I'm trying to keep up with me. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you do, you know what I mean? Yeah. First thing, go get you a Mac. Or some type of computer, because you got some cats who be like, they might have a computer that's breaking the fuck down and barely making it. I'd be like, all right, man, when I give you this 20K, man, first thing, go get you a new computer mm. that can hold all the shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you got some who that'd be the last thing they get. I'd be like, mm-hmm. bro, you got to invest in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking producer. Go get you a better. You you've been complaining about this computer, but I didn't cut you twenty thousand. And you first thing you supposed to do is invest in what's gonna make, bring, you make your sound. Yeah, that's gonna make your money. So you got. I had to. I actually had to tell certain producers that after I gave them a check, like, hey man, uh, you know you got to bat that on on a hard drive. Yeah, go get you a good Seagate or a Lacey and back your shit up or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You actually had to tell a motherfucker how to invest back in they sell. But one a thing, motherfucker would take that money and just go crazy, man. One thing he told me is like, if you have no money and you financially, if you if you have no money and you're financially, you're financial, how do you say it? Financially illiterate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, I mean, I'll just say you're not financially literate. If you have no money and you're not financially literate, and all when you get come 20K, across some, you're yeah. still financially illiterate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's like, it's gonna be just like having zero dollars. Yeah, thirty k. Yeah, you didn't have knowledge. Yeah, and you start seeing, you know, <laughs> you start seeing. Okay, you be like, okay, I saw your little girlfriends that were coming through at first. Then about a month later, you'd be like, ooh. Yeah, they start getting ooh. better. better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strip club. <laughs> You've been making it rain. Huh, I know her. <laughs> oh, 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 you know what I mean? So you'll be like, hey, man, don't, don't jack all your money off on these women, man. Ooh, Cold, yo, that's one. That that must have, that what happened to the one nice girl you used to come through here with? Oh, okay, you done got too big for her. Oh, that's fucked up, man. That got to be that's... one of the most painful things. You say, oh, yeah, I know her. Oh, <laughs> keep up with you. Motherfucker think he rocking in there with a fresh bag of cooking. Hey, Tube. Hey, girl. Mm. Man, the, the, the lifestyle you talk about, that, that ain't going to last a month with 20 bands. Oh, but that's not going to last a couple that's, weeks. Yeah, that's a couple but, weeks. But, yeah, but, but, but you got to understand, though, you got a lot of people who have never even had $3,000 right. at one time. Right. Or a thousand. All at once. Like, woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why sometimes when you see, and, and that's why I, I tell people like, man, don't, don't go for what you see out here. All this Instagram shit. You got a lot of, it's some little hustling guys out here who show money, but you be like, no, that's money that he got to turn in. Only about a thousand dollars of that might be his. He might have sold a few pounds about. and get 500 <laughs> or maybe 100 off each pound. That's the plugs money. That's the plugs money. <laughs> but <laughs> now that you got this bag all rubber band up, you finna take that picture. Oh, man. Right, right. But you get ready to take that money to the plug mm-hmm. because only about 1,000 or 2,000 of that is yours, but mm-hmm. you're sitting on 30. Yeah, you finna, you get ready to take that, but you want to be, he made sure to take that picture with it, mm-hmm. though. Right, right. Watching niggas on the ground with that shit. Hell yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, like, going crazy. You really smoked up your profit. Hey. Facts. And, and he's yeah, smoking, oh, smoking, yo, he's smoking oh, his profit. Yeah, he's smoking, he's smoking his profit. He smoked by and half that's his what they're doing. So they be flexing with, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the plug money. Right. They about to turn that money in, man. So I be like, come oh, on, man. Oh, my goodness. So I be telling my, I had to tell one of my nephews. I was like, man, come on, man. Stop stop doing that. I could, yeah, yeah. You made a cool little $3,000 play, but don't, don't mean just you know, all the hundreds and shit. Like, man, stop that shit, man. Stop. Right. Motherfuckers is hungry out here. They thirsty. Motherfuckers robbing now for real. Mm. Now they done cut a lot yeah. of them government checks out. Man, motherfuckers getting down in Buckhead right now. <laughs> I'd rather be a fucking Ben Hill right now, bro. For real? Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah because, I forgot somebody did just go crazy in Linux. Hey, they been going crazy up there in Buckhead, man, because they figure like, that's where the money is. You hear about motherfuckers getting more robbed in Buckhead and, and higher-end areas than... They feel like shit. I'm in Ben Hill, and whoever I rob might know my parents. Mm-hmm. Let me go way up, no, up here. If motherfucker from the South Side, Old National, yeah, he's coming to Buckhead. Buckhead to rob. Mm-hmm. 
Because he know it's, it's a great chance. You know, like, well, old national, you're going to really come across a motherfucker who really might have, you know, some money, money. Right. So, yeah, that, so they starting to come up on this end now. Yeah, this shit, shit real. But man. it's a lot of shit that's changing, man, to where, and like you say, and 90% of those little criminals that you see on the news, it's a 80 to 95% chance that they they want to be rappers or they try to do something in the music. Mm. They're trying to invest. If you were to interview a mm. lot of, but not even invest, yeah, I was that's say, the no only one's... thing they know. They'll be like, man, but it's, uh, it's like, like if you was to interview some of these criminals that you, these young guys that you're seeing right now, mm-hmm. and if a detective were to say, hey, uh, Mr. Wontavius or Vendarius oh, oh, or whatever these wild ass <laughs> names they got. What? So well, if you, if you, if you ain't doing this and taking snatching pocketbooks and carjacking, what would you do? I, I want to do some music. and rap. Pushing his hat, talking about, I want to do that music. I want to rap. And they don't know shit else. So I'm telling you, this game right now is the shit that's keeping, people want to get in this shit to stay out of jail right now. That's, that's the part. That's what's happening right now. Too. A lot of people want to be rappers or get into the entertainment business to either just be famous, to get the girls, to wear the shit, or either just to stay out of jail. Because it seems easier than sitting down and <clears throat> learning real estate and all that kind of stuff or, 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 yeah, or any kind got, of business. Come on. You got motherfuckers who don't even know how to read. R. Kelly still don't know how to read to this day. Yeah. Talented than a motherfucker, though. Made it. But had that other shit going on. Yeah, R. Kelly didn't even, like, he was illiterate. He's talking about financially illiterate. That man didn't know how to read. And they make fun of Floyd all the time for not being able to read, too, right? Yeah. Floyd could read, though. He just stumbled Choppy up on some shit. <laughs> yeah. Choppy, yeah. 50 don't be letting him live that shit down. <laughs> Yeah, man, 50 just be writing it. I done heard Floyd read some, some teleprompters before. Floyd all right, man. Y'all leave old Floyd alone. Yeah, Floyd, 50 be lighting motherfuckers up, man. I fuck with 50, though. You got to be proud of him. And that's another thing, too, man. When you look at, whoo, motherfuckers might take this the wrong way when I say it, but it's so real. And we getting on our shit down here. I'm a native Atlantan. But motherfuckers, boy, them, them New York cats be out hustling everybody. Man. Super fast. Super fast. You got Jay, you got Steve Stout. Super facts. Facts. You got Jay, Steve Stout, Puffy, Nas, and his double-digit millions now. Super facts. You got a lot of motherfuckers who really reaching outside of their regular lifestyle and really getting some real bags around here. And most of them are coming from that north area, man, that Mm -hmm. northern region. Um, You got Dre, you know, with with, with what he's winning with beats, but shit. If Dre hadn't got with Jimmy Iovine, I don't think that... It, it might it might would have took Dre to get with Jimmy to 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 go with that. I don't know without Jimmy. I don't know what Dre would be doing. Dre may still just be producing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not to take nothing away from him. I'm not saying that he don't have no no savvy to no business savvy. But mm-hmm. if he if it wasn't for him and Jimmy coming together on that, that shit might wouldn't ever happen. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it would have took Dre to get with somebody like a Steve Stout or a Jay Z, right? Just something about them up north cats. Just like you think Mona Scott with the love of hip hop shit. She came out here and out hustled everybody. Mm. And I, I love hip hop Atlanta is the most popular one. That's the most, the one that generate the most flows. Nice. But it took a New York girl to come down here to turn our shit up. Mm. Just like even when you think of music business. The music business, we've been here, but it took a LaFace Records to come and get us started. We had some independent shit popping, but it still just wasn't taking off until L.A. and them came. Not saying they were from New York, but it took a 
a lot of times it, it be taking outside entities to come here and spark our city up. It ain't too much shit that just really just homegrown right. and right. just really rap, rap, rising to the top. Right. Ain't but a few. And if it is, it's some old school shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, yeah, man, that's one thing I would say down here. We got to really turn our shit up because, um, shit, man. Think about it. When it comes to the clothing business, you know, those got shoes and shit. Right. Oh, uh, shit. What, Jay, what, got the streaming company now? Hell yeah. Uh, Nas with the alcohol. Now you got Jeezy. But it took Jeezy to get with a whole other group of folks to move his shit around. <clears throat> now he got Sarah's and some alcohol companies and shit. But I don't know, man. It's just something about that up north hustle, man. It's something about them cats up there. They, they be hustling. They be, yeah, they be on some shit, man. They be hustling. Too cold. From the junk. Yeah, man. Them boys hustling through there, man. Especially when I heard about them new do, uh, deals that Nas got. And that's what it's about, man. Doing some shit that's way bigger than... Just think, Dre done produced a lot of fucking hits. Mm. And generated a lot of money off the music business. Boy, that shit don't compare with what the Beats business doing. Mm-hmm. That Beats shit. Right. They got bought Shucks. up by Apple, so they out of here. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's a lot of goddamn bread. So definitely got to diversify. You got to move that shit around. You know? Yeah. And um, it ain't no age limit. Shit, Dre, shit, two years older than me. Ooh. You know what I mean? And he, and he, when he do the beats, what, about six, seven, about eight years ago? What, 2008? Yeah. I don't remember. That was a minute ago. Excuse me. Yeah, but, you know, like I say, if if he hadn't had that, most likely he'll still be producing or either, you know. Yeah. But, um, and if, just think, even if he was producing, if Dre was right now just really, if if Dr. Dre was was depending on production only without beats, mm. would not be a billionaire. He would be a billionaire. <laughs> he would definitely would have had to move that money around somewhere to be a billionaire. Mm. But the music business alone wouldn't have made Dr. Dre a fucking billionaire. No. Who's a, Who's a the music business off- alone who's, who's a doesn't, make, doesn't make Jay-Z a billionaire. Not the music Nobody business right. alone. Nobody's a billionaire for music? Not even pop just for Jay-Z, right? Period. No, not just on music alone. Right. No, it took Maybe for them to diversify. Ain't alcohol, nobody, all that stuff. Yeah, ain't nobody just eating off just uh, right. the music business alone. Even you know? the label owner? Some of them, uh, the old school ones. Uh. I wouldn't even say billionaires. I can't even put them in the B club. Yeah. Nah. Mm. Mm-mm. And if they, anybody, really anybody that's worth over a hundred mil are moving their money around. It ain't just that one source. Right, right. You know what I mean? If it's a music guy who you, they say, oh, it's, it's worth 200 million. Oh, believe me, all that shit ain't just music. Hell yeah. No, he doesn't. They got a portfolio. Yeah, it's a portfolio. They moving it around. But right. just, yeah, man. You know, so that's why you got cats who, who getting it? Just like I, I feel the Ice Cube. I think he's. Uh, I think he avoids the Forbes list. I think he yeah. making this business because my Ice Cube has made a lot of fucking money. The but you've never he done been in, and you've never seen him on the Forbes list. I think he choose to stay away from that shit. Mm. He got to. Yeah, right. I think Don King choose to stay away from it. What about Ice T? Ice T might be doing pretty damn good. I think he might choose to stay away from it too because he's making great fucking mm-hmm. money. Ooh. You know what I mean? Just off that TV shit alone. You know. Um, but yeah, man, you got to um, get creative with this shit, though, because it's, it's so many ways to fuck up money. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Hammer, MC Hammer. 
he was one of the first rappers that we knew that even just touched 20 million. Mm. And he's in the notorious story. <laughs> yeah, and he, but one thing about it, when you get that kind of money, you're going to have so many people hollering, coming at you from every direction, whether it's the lottery or whether it's something you work hard for. And he, I think he lost a lot of money um, investing in horses. Oh, wow. If you invest, you got to make sure you invest the shit that you know about, mm-hmm. that you educated on, or mm-hmm. either that you can educate yourself on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had this guy invest in them, um, uh, I think in some horses or whatever, and a lot of them were like sick. They was real ill horses oh, that shit. he didn't know until after the purchase. Mm-hmm. And people were like, nah, man, this, this whole flock of horses are bad. Like, yeah, so at least he tried. I feel like yeah, most, people, most people think he just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly the food. And Hammer definitely took care of his people. Mm. He took care of, like, he, 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 and even the people who were down with him went out, they, were, they say he went out his way to make sure everybody was all right, mm. which is a good thing to do. But um, sometimes after a while, you'd be like, all right, now you got to select. Thanks. Let's say you could win the lottery tomorrow. You're gonna, you love all your family. But it's only a few family members that you would want to know that you're worth that much money. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking You love them to death. Fail. Much as you love them. But it's only a few people in your family that you would want to know that you worth. You really would want to keep it on the low from everybody. From everybody. From everybody. Yeah. Especially right. if you didn't work hard for it. If you win $300 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nah. See, oh, being nah. worth $300 million for some shit that you've Worked hard on. Exactly. Right. It's different. It's different. People <laughs> approach you a little different. I was thinking about even getting <laughs> a financial advisor. motherfucker know that you just free? won that yeah. shit overnight. Hey, it's free. Even man. like trying to get a financial advisor that knows free. you just that won the lottery. Free. What? Yeah. Come on now. Oh, boy, they own you. They, it's over with. They, know, they know that you don't know what they're talking about. It's over with right. for you. you then know, somebody else said, then they send you to a financial advisor. Her shit cut out here. So I think you should all. Right. You like. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. I, I think so too, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? They throwing all kinds of motherfuckers at you, man. You got people coming from it's every direction. So, right. yeah, just when I, like right once I got well, my first what million dollar check that was um from EMI because I first I I got a few little big big ass checks, but my first million dollar I showed my dad like look at that shit, man. Like I put this shit on one check, and um like one point something early millions. But, um, early, early, <laughs> yeah, that's early. You know, just one point something, you know, <laughs> through a little flex, but, but, right? Like, yeah, he likes you know, those. But it's like, shit, you kind of even with just one, you had to kind of be like, shh, know this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but nowadays, you got motherfuckers who gonna come to the family reunion with all this jewelry on, put out a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. boy, your cousin's finna be hitting your ass up, right? Hey. And you better give it to them because you're giving it to them goddamn strippers. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Look, cousin Ray Ray hit you. Hey man, hey cuz, you know, I need about 15, about 20 high. Knowing that he wouldn't ask none of his other friends for that kind of money. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you just came right here and he see how you kicking it, and mm-hmm. he heard how you was just turning up in the strip club, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Give your cousin some fucking, give him his 1500. Mm-hmm. You giving that shit to some strippers who don't know shit about you, mm-hmm. who don't care about you. If you was in the hospital with one of them strippers come see you, you done made it rain five thousand dollars in the club. Any one of them gonna come to the hospital to see you if you sick. <laughs> Who's in the hospital? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, just imagine you making it rain in a club and you pull out the parking lot, your car catch a flat. Them strippers leaving. Mm. Oh shit, that's dude who was just making it rain, huh? <laughs> that shit fixed. We got our rent. They laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that nigga. Oh, you know, goddamn, he got a flat. Yeah, bitch, I just made it rain on you for 500, 5,000 and <laughs> y'all ain't finna got the least call help me with this shit. Or ask what, am I all right? <laughs> nope. 
I think that far into shit. And that's how I am. I'm, I, I, that's one thing. I ain't, I'm a thinker like a motherfucker. Some things I put a lot of thought into and be like, okay, but a lot of shit I'd be like, all right, hold on. Uh, no, nah, oh, this is gonna lead to this and this. Damn, you're right. Okay, and I ain't right all the time, but a lot of time I am. Mm. Most time I am. I ain't gonna bullshit you. I'm, and my 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 education stopped at what twelfth grade, man. I graduated. I already knew I wanted to get into the music business. I didn't want to go to no college. If I did, I was gonna go to a music business institute. But when I found out that these music schools didn't actually teach you true true production. Mm. You know, they might teach you engineering, right. but I actually wanted to learn how to create music. Right. And I, I, the minute that shit, my 10th grade, once I started going to studios and figuring that out, and then I got a partner who went to MBI. And when I found out the shit I was doing was something that they don't even have in their school, I was like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Okay. Mm. Ain't no drum machine at their school. Mm. Ain't no sequences. Ain't mm. nobody in the school putting out no records Ooh. to see what their skills are really made of. You know what I mean? <laughs> So that was like, let me avoid that and just, I'm in it now. You know what right. I mean? So, you know. Yeah, this shit real, man. But I, like I said, I can talk to y'all all day on all, every level of this shit, man. Facts, Whatever man. you ask, I'm man, here. We got, man, but we got a lot. Of, I know the people watching got a lot of this too, man. Big shout out to to the people at home that really. If y'all stuck through this. Yo. Yeah, hell So yeah. what, is this live? Please salute. No, no, no. But you know what oh, I'm okay, saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I yeah. got you. Hell this yeah. got to be the longest one yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're over three hours in, man. Three oh, hours in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I, I think the longest yeah. up until this point was, was maybe two like, hours and 12 minutes. That was Perry. Wow. I mean, it's only right, man. Okay. I see y'all have a lot of young cats on here. I'll be like, man, I'm one of my, I might be the only OG to come through this motherfucker, huh? Uh, so far? Yeah. Like, who else? I don't the know. only person that could be considered is maybe Zay. So, oh, okay, yeah, Zay. Yeah, we had Tig on here. We had Ryan Leslie on here. Oh, Ryan, oh yeah, Ryan okay, Leslie. okay. I didn't catch oh, yeah, that Leslie. one. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. But I like that, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. going crazy. Yeah, he's on that tech shit, man. And that's the thing about it, man. When it, being a text, like I say, everybody in this room have a billion dollar idea. Everybody. It's, it could be the smallest shit. That's my main thing, bro, is to put out devices, some type of device every, at least five a year. That's, been, that's how I came into 2020. What you Even mean, Even if it's device, just something right, right now. Right, right now you got, basically it ain't even about reinventing the wheel. This shit is about building around an existing product. So, we all know now, you get a fucking ticket for holding your phone while driving. Mm -hmm. Guess what all these companies start doing? Making all these different things that's going to hold your phone while hands you're doing free, it. Hands free. So, if you sitting in your car, you might say, you know what? I see this little thing they selling at Walmart, but I got a better idea. You might have your phone, we could do this and this, and, or whatever, like anything. It's just like the one little shit that made a gang of money. The little three thing that just spin around. The fidget spinner, yeah. The fidget oh. spinner. What the fuck is that? <laughs> no, you're that's, right. just some, that's just a device or that's somebody or a product or just somebody thought about it and man, people like this. Let me put this out here. Simple shit. I could throw some shit to the world, man. You might just have some shit that... It's a billion dollar layup right here. It's all kind right. of shit. It's a, I'm talking about this shit is endless, man. It may be something to keep your socks together when you're washing. Ooh. Even from going inside out, mm. females. It may ask a female. Uh, what, what you complain about? What, what 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 do you? What's your complaints when it come to bras? Well, I don't like it's a certain way. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, well let me see if I come out with something to either a bra or something that's gonna make this fit better. Right. 
and the main things you got to look at is people, man. You pay attention to people, and the people who pay attention to us are the outsiders. Like that's why the Asians killing our ass. Mm. They watch what we do. They on the outside, huh? Okay, they like hair. Mm. Ooh, they like wings. They like sweet and sour <laughs> like wings. I'm done with the boys. Too. So you'll see a fucking building in your neighborhood that's been a barbershop. Right. About five, ten other goddamn businesses that don't last. But the minute that that motherfucker turned to a Hong Kong house <laughs> and they start serving them braised wings, that right. motherfucker, yeah. that, that's mm. the longest shit because, and we when we got to take time to do that every once in a while, man, is step out of ourselves and look at us and be like, okay, what can I sell to us? Let me see everybody in the music business. And that's all Drayton was like, damn, that's like the It's a little challenging, though, to be like, when you're in it, it's hard to step outside and look back in it. Like, look well, at it. I'm going to say step aside. You just got to pay attention to people. Mm-hmm. I love to people watch. When mm-hmm. I'm at the airport, I people watch. I like mm-hmm. going to the airport like an hour, two hours early. Just so I can sit around, I like, you know, be some fine air women walking through that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but at the same time, when you, you, you get a chance to just watch folks, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's, this shit is endless, man. Like, I had an idea before um, Wilders and Kool-Aid came with it. A basically, a basic bottle of water. And I noticed me, I drink more water when it's got some type of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I go through a gallon of water. Like, if I if you give me a gallon of just plain water, it'll take me a minute to just drink that shit Versus like little day. propelled packages. Or little, there you go. Mm-hmm. So I had Squeeze the idea of those like, packs yeah. in 2003 of something that you can squeeze in like I had it my idea was having like in a little ketchup package like grape mm. watermelon and just squeeze a little bit of this shitty water shake it up and it ain't gonna be super sweet and next thing you know become the vitamin water then I start seeing the shit that they squeezing out I was like you know what I had that fucking idea I had a cousin who when people start when he started seeing people split blunts he was like man a little blunt splitter on the keychain no he was like oh. man I think we need to just start he said I would love to try to find out the paper that they rolling the cigars in and just sell those. Oh, now they got the Next rap. thing you know, they Zig-zag got the raps. Rap he had this idea way like two years before the raps came out. So a lot of time, Ooh. everybody, I want to say everybody, everybody it's so much shit problem. that if each one of us done thought about like, hmm, you might see something be like, oh, somebody could make this. And you'd be like, really, that somebody is you. Mm. You just got to act on it. And a lot of shit <clears throat> don't even cost that much to start. Especially if you just say, let me start small, man. Especially if you see it's something that's going to make something easier. Like, I even had this shit to wear uh, a little thing that you could put on your remote. And you might just clap and, oh, okay. Oh, it's under the couch. Mm-hmm. Think about it, sometimes, you know, you're too lazy to go nah, just fact. change the station. You'd be like, man, where's the fucking remote? Right. You'd be underneath <laughs> your couch. Yeah. Uh. You might could just make a... a or push a button and it's dee dee dee. Oh, okay, that'll go to remote. You know what I mean? Yeah. I even thought about putting um location devices on expensive shit in your house and charge people monthly for it. Let's say mm. if you got, yeah, an expensive piece of fucking gear and you just put this little bitty ass chip, it might be a painting. Mm. If you're into art, mm. you got a $100,000 painting on your wall, but you got this one little bit of location device you done put in there just in case somebody come in there and steal your shit. Mm. you're going to know. But people just do it on animals and cars, but it's a lot of other valuable things that people just don't think to put location mm-hmm. devices on. That's yeah. new. And that's a monthly, that could be a crazy monthly income. This shit is endless, man. I go all day talking that shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's all yeah, kind of shit, man. Toop the hustler, new, man. <laughs> new condoms, everything. All kind of <laughs> shit, man. Just think every time, right when you think Condoms do everything they do. Somebody got some new shit. <laughs> right when you think a car does everything, 
is Tesla out. comes out. Here comes Tesla. Here go a car with some other shit going on. You know, it's, I got about I'm three really ideas. I'm excited to see what happens next with these. Because these with are, phones? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm so scared of phones that right that's now. That's jail. Killers are. That's I am so, you, thank you, man. Android, man. Man, you know yo, yo, man, I ain't in no hurry. I got four Macs at my house. And everybody swear I got a fucking iPhone. No. Mm. I got three MacBooks and one big iMac. And... Why do phones scare you? Why do you say phones scare you? Tracking I don't like, I don't like that whole... I'm talking to you, hey boy, and shit, man. And boy, you know, the government, boy, they go like, huh? Government, uh, you're like, bitch, I ain't say nothing to you. Yeah, right. yeah, you ever right. seen the Snowden movie or know about Edward Snowden? Oh, that's the mm. dude that, um, man, you gotta watch that. Yeah. yeah, because he had all that info. Yeah, yeah he released Snowden all that info. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's bold too, because he be, he be Skyping in on, uh, he, was, he Skyped in on Joe Rogan's podcast. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, he's bold. Oh, yeah, he lives nah, in Russia. But, but, but that's he's how deep, how, but, but even, yeah, Without even him, I I think that deep in the shit, I'm like, hold on, this serious shit, right? And I mean, that motherfucker just waiting to say some all that. That mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on two old schools right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I don't know. I'm happy long as I could take pictures, videotape, and shit, call and text. Man, I'm all right. I don't need none of that other shit. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go online. Somebody send me some. Uh, you know what? I'm waiting. I get home. Oh, you can't pull up on your phone. I want to see it on the bigger screen. <laughs> I don't want to see it on this little bitty ass screen. And I'm straight. I don't want to see it. This little screen ain't it for me. You know oh, what I mean? Like, I, I, got to, I, got to, I got to see it on the big screen. Yes. Oh, dude. You know, I don't want to see it like that. Or if it's some music, I don't want to hear it like that. I can't believe that we done went to... Listen, bro. Listen. listen yeah, man. Like, but, but I, once again, I come from an era to where motherfuckers was spending 10000 just on a speaker system in their house. Mm. Damn. Because you want your shit, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. That was the shit. You were the man. And, and even at record labels, certain A&Rs, what make you the big A&R at your office, uh, at RCA or Interscope, is who got the best speaker system in their office. Mm-hmm. You ain't never noticed that? Mm-hmm. When you go to some of the major labels, yeah, when you go, next thing you notice, when you go to this, the big CEO office, oh, you gonna, that's when you know who's getting the money. You'll see the big ass, maybe some $10,000 Big-ass speakers that you just don't see nowhere. But now we've gotten to, instead of hearing shit loud and banging, motherfucker really happy with some little bitty off earpods now. That's why I'm like, well, goddamn. So when you mixing records, are you better mixing them on the fucking Genelex or the Osbergs or mixing it on the earpods? With yeah. the fucking earpods. Mm-hmm. Because I hear a lot of engineers who said, like, yeah, I, I, I mix on shit that, yeah. I, that people are going to listen to it, huh? Old yeah, it's speakers. almost, and, it's, and I never saw that shit coming. I never thought that it would go from people not wanting to hear music hitting them and feeling that right. bass. Mm. Like, you'd rather just hear but it. You, you don't want to feel it no you more. You want to feel yeah, it, but it's just. But where will you get it from? Will you go to the concert? You want, it, you want to feel it is in your car, other than that. I'm not really trying to feel shit, it. Shit, I know people don't even like turning shit up in their car no more. I don't know those type of people. Yeah, I use Unless you're Ryan Sometimes, Leslie, you got I use my sub. I won't sometimes. say that. People are happy yeah. with a factory system in their car. Yeah, motherfuckers will spend about four thousand extra on speakers right. when they get a right. new car back right. in the day. Now, right. they just, leave it stock. Uh, leave it right? Yeah, man. So even in the house, like nobody really have house speakers. Yeah, no more. my mom, my parents used to have surround sound that went in the basement. It had like it was built in, like in the ceiling. Like <laughs> yeah. they had the whole custom. Wall like got cut out and they put there the you whole go. thing with Cause the we really tracks. wanted to feel yeah. music. Like even yeah. when it comes like the stereo, like, okay, oh, we're gonna put this ET movie in and 
Well, we finna turn it up or watch uh, Men in Black or whatever. They finna hear the spaceship and <laughs> shake it throughout the house. Facts. Surround sound. Right. Man, don't nobody spend money on that shit no more. Right. That's why all the hi-fi buys and all them. It's a lot of people go out of business when certain shit just play out, man. Mm, yeah. This thing, we watch the record. That's one thing that hurt the music business too is that when it, comes to, when it came down to no longer um, tangible products, no more in-stores. You're, you're, you, now you, don't, you only see your favorite artists on stage. No, mm-hmm. in our days, when the album come out, it's a great chance that you go to Linux and he in there right. signing each fucking CD. Right. And you shaking his hand like, God damn, man. <laughs> wow. God and he on to the next city doing the same thing. Building them super You can't have no in-stores on some shit that's been streamed. Oh. Merch. That's bigger stars, man. What can they say? Man, in my time when it's merch, they ain't going to be there. It's their yeah. representatives. Yeah. Shoot, man. There ain't nothing they can sign. I got an autographed copy on the album. None of that shit. And we're going to have to do another podcast, man, because I feel like so much more to talk about. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'll talk to you to death. <laughs> I go on and on with this shit. Like, it's 100. But I enjoy it, though. I like y'all energy, man. So what, where y'all from, each one of y'all? I'm from Kansas. I'm from Atlanta. Mm. Wichita. I'm from the east side. Of Atlanta. East side? Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you? I'm from Rochester, New York. Yeah, New right York. There. Rochester. Home of yeah. the uh, boss sauce. Yes, sir. You're, yeah. ah, come you on, think man. I knew about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I've, been, I've, been, I've been talking about boss house lately, too. Yeah, man. man. It's, it's, what, all right, boom. Crystals is slowly going out of business. So if you was smart, any guy who got the money to play with, get in touch with White Castles and find out if you could get a White Castles in Georgia. Whoever does it first, you're going to make a fucking killing. Boss sauce, that's nowhere to be found down here. Garbage plates, you know about those? Garbage plates? Mm-mm. Some Rochester cool. shit. Some Rochester yeah. shit. Yeah. Sauce. <laughs> but, but that, but that ball sauce. Yeah, ball sauce. That shit would sell. Sauce. That shit would sell if it was up here. Hell yeah, some ball sauce wings. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll create. Uh, it was a place called Mo's on um Mo Better on on um Camelton Road, and they had boss wings. Really? And but they it was some Rochester folks in there. They wow. used to bring a jug of that shit. Mm. But uh, yeah, man. But that's something that you making go crazy, right? I'm man, so happy that's one thing. I'm so surprised that shit hasn't like made it outside of upstate New York. I don't understand. Shh. Let's talk, man. Let's you just got to move around. See that that's your job, but you kind of like it's you know import and exporting important within the country. You see, yeah. like okay, damn, we ain't got that down here. But yeah, like Crystal's doing bad right now. Ooh. But people still speak highly because you got White Castles. They got fish sandwiches. They got the regular burger sliders. They got chicken. So they got more variety, mm. so, and that's not nowhere to be found here. Because Crystal's about to, like I say, about to go out of business. So anybody who I don't think I, I ever had Crystal's in my life. I had it. I had it. Uh, yeah, we used to I kill them since we were younger. Yeah. White Castle, I used to tear them up. My grandma used to buy them. One. I never yeah. had Oh, see the freezer. Now, if you pull up at a real White Castle's, which is in what Tennessee, I think that's the closest one to Tennessee, and maybe Carol. I don't even think they're Carolina, Tennessee for sure. Man, yeah, that's. Anybody start getting on it, man? Come on! <laughs> First White Castle down here is gonna make a killing. I'm surprised they got killing. It. Yeah, but, man. So, um, yeah, man. Most definitely, That's man. Good. If, Rochester. If, if, okay. You already know, man. If y'all, if y'all made it this far in the podcast, man, hit me up, man. Send me a DM. <laughs> I got a special gift for you, man. Right, I'm, I'm right. gonna take care of you, man. <laughs> At CEO Dylan. Um, and you know. I'm 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 gonna know I'm gonna know if you made it this far though, but we're gonna have a quiz. Two, man. We have a quiz for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two man, hey, we appreciate it. So y'all you, enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I ain't wearing y'all man. out, did I? Yeah, yeah. Already. Right, hey man. Yeah. So it's it's a few little things. I'm slowly um working on the same thing myself, man. I'm slowly putting it together. I said, I'm a big fan of like Joe Rogan and certain shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of the shit I see them talking about, I'd be like, you know what? 
I can have guests and cover some of the shit based around my world and, and have that same um, following. So I'm working Coop on TV yeah. too. Well, man, anyway, yeah, I'll fuck around and have y'all on my show, you know? Hell yeah. yeah anyway, we can help. Just like I said, with the other thing we were talking about too, man, just let us know. Yes, definitely. I will. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's just, you know, keep keep in contact with each other for sure. All right. Man. Yeah, man, I love what y'all doing, man. Keep it up, dog. You know? Any placements y'all got? Any, what y'all, anything oh, y'all got out there? I don't even produce, honestly. For real? I mean, I do it for okay. listening to my own beats. Yeah? That's really what I like. I got you. Anything y'all working on in particular? Man, I just not right I've now. been working on the brand here, so you know I kind of okay. Took, took Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Took the focus off. So you just beat. okay. So y'all just happen to know how to produce too, though. Yeah, we all, all right. Yeah. So y'all yeah. just okay. Once again, y'all yeah. just holding y'all breath like, gotta get a place, man. I ain't gonna live. Hell no. Yeah, okay. No, 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 but that's no. good, man. No. Stay grinding, man. Stay grinding. Oh yeah. Shit, I fucks with you, man. Peace out, hey, world. Shout out to Coach K. Appreciate Coach K coming through. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Coach. Coach. Signing out, man.